Come, brothers. Let us purge the alien. Alright, and we are finally back. I am in. We've got Sean, we've got Josh, we've got Chris, and we are Purge the Alien, and we're finally giving you some coverage again in a podcast format, and we're covering Adepticon 2018. We're back. We're We're here at Adepticon, ladies and gentlemen. This is insane. (laughs) Amazing. Well, well, we're not at Adepticon, but we just covered it. And so we're giving you the intro to it. So, uh, Josh, give us a quick rundown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, essentially, we're going to cover games played. So, Sean and I played in the championship, Uh right? And then as a team, we played in a team tournament. We ran into a lot of awesome people. We went to a lot of awesome awesome booths. Mm -hmm. Um, And just give our general thoughts and ideas about Adepticon. I know it's a lot of our second years, possibly third years, first years. Hi. Hi, <laughs> I'm new here. Where do I register? <laughs> oh, and boy, do we have some blooper footage to share with oh, you great. guys at we the end. We will not share that. Oh, it's getting in there one way or another. <laughs> so, also, there was a lot of uh, leaks from GW themselves. Oh, that we're yeah, talk about. and I was so surprised with this, too, because they had just in all these leaks with, like, two weeks prior. I'm so excited. Are they leaks if they announce them? Yeah, right? <laughs> it's a good question, I guess. No. Well, we can say this for sure. They definitely had a salty boat that had some leaks in it in the ocean. We're getting way too oh, metaphorical. Okay, all right. I have no idea where we are right now. <laughs> Let's get the show on the road, huh? That's right. Okay, so guys, sit back, relax, enjoy the show. We are about to cover Adepticon 2018. Alright guys, uh, it's been a little while but we are back. Um, it's been almost five months since the last podcast so uh, I think to start things off we apologize. It's our shame. But we all have lives. Things come up. Uh, if you did not know uh, by the title, we are Purge the Alien. And today we are actually going over our coverage of Adepticon 2018. It is March 23rd and we're at the Renaissance Schaumburg Convention Center. And we are here because Adapticon. Adapticon. That's awesome. Because it's awesome. That's right. <laughs> so uh, this is the first time we've ever covered a major convention like this, right? Well, we did Michigan GT. Okay. So, so that's similar. so okay. Yeah. So a bigger format. We've got this is the second one under about. We know what we're doing now. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Not so much. Not yeah. so much. Um, Okay, so let's start off with the quick stuff. Um, starting early in the week of Adepticon, Adepticon actually started on Wednesday and goes through Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. So Wednesday, Games Workshop was here, and they did a big press release. Uh, the press release that they did covered a lot of different things, uh, codexes, new models, a uh, bunch of stuff. Um, I want to start off, I think, by going over the new codexes for Warhammer 40K, because that's what they released. They yeah. have now dropped another batch of three codexes. Um, they have done the Eldar Harlequins, the uh, Adeptus Astartes Death Watch, and Sean's maybe new favorite. Oh, yeah, Imperial Knights. <laughs> but, Sean, why would you want the new Imperial Knights? He's amazing. <laughs> the massive, giant Imperial Knight. I don't know what you're talking about, Sean. I missed it. <laughs> oh, you didn't see my post on Facebook? Sure. Yeah, get out. The, the more nightly <laughs> yeah, night. My nor- the more nightly night. <laughs> so, okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. There are now three different types of knights. Yep, three different types of knights. We got oh. baby knights, regular knights, <laughs> and giant knights. These are all technical terms. Yes. yes. Yeah, okay. Um, now, we know um, the names of kind of two of them, I guess, right? It's the armager knights, and then the standard knights that we know of are like the paladin, the errants, the... Um, 
uh, Warden, yeah, things of that nature. Um, but the new one, I, from what I could see, they, even in their coverage on Facebook, they don't actually give it a name. They just called it The Lords or something like that. So, I think they did. I can't remember it off the top of my head, though. Okay. No big deal. But um, So there are now three sizes of knights. There are the Imperial Knights that we know and love, and there are the, the smaller knights, which come in the Forge main box set. And it sounds like they may or may not be released later on separately, because, uh, Sean, what were you saying that you noticed about them? They have different weapons, or...? In the Forge Bane set, they're, yeah. all, they're all static weapons. They're, the only weapon that they have is uh, the Caprice weapon. You can okay. switch it out to a Heavy Stubber or a Meltagun. Okay, okay. But the rest of the other one, mm-hmm. they've got like a, a modified Meltagun. It's an Assault 3, 30-inch uh, range. Oh, okay. Basically Meltagun. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> and, then the, and then the cool double chain sort of thing. Again. That's sweet. Okay, yeah. But that version of it doesn't come in the Forge Bane box. That is in the Forge Bane Oh, that one is. That is. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. All right. And then the the knights, like I said, that we know, those are the standard ones. Uh, game or Forge World even has some like upgrade kits for them uh, to make different variations of them, which is cool. And then of course, there's this new what looks to be like a small warlord class titan. It's got like the the farther shoulder plate out. It has like what two front weapons, two arm weapons, two shoulder cannons. I think it was like nine altogether. Yeah, it was a lot. It looked like literally a walking like gunboat. Um, now, for me, uh, the first thing I noticed about it is it actually looked like um, kind of a, a callback to the epic Imperial Knights that mm-hmm. they had, uh, one of the variations, which was I thought that was actually pretty sweet. So, nice. but um, um, so what are your guys' opinions on a new Imperial Knight Codex? The Knights are making a comeback. I mean, uh, yeah. last edition, right, 7th edition, there's always these knight lists. You come to these tournaments now, I don't see any knights. I don't know about you guys, but I don't see any knights on the table. Yeah. So I think they'll we'll start seeing them in more lists, we'll see more of them on the table, and I'm kind of looking forward to it. Honestly. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, more diversity, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. Not just uh, Gilliman gun lines. Yeah. And, They're getting their own codex, right? The yeah, knights, so yeah. So they have to have something besides the, you know, the base mm-hmm. they have. They need to have the smaller like point cost variants. So yeah, you can, that's true. You know, have a varied army that's not just like the other guy bringing core knights. Yeah. So I think that's good for him. But other than that, I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to kill him, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, actually, you bring up a good point, though, because now they have kind of three different battlefield roles, whether they're all Lords of War or not. Yeah. Their actual physical mechanics on the table are going to change. Exactly. The little armatures are going to be fast, scout hitters, yeah. you know, move up, hit something. Which is what you need for a balanced army. Yeah, so. yeah. And honestly, I'm thinking about picking up some armatures for my Imperial Guard. Right? Yeah. I mean, they'd be good moving up the table quick, good solid threat. I mean, right. good for any gunline army, honestly. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty so, sweet. Yeah. Now, for so, me personally, I don't know how effective the, the armatures are really going to be. I feel like the, they have a good weapon, but I mostly think that they're going to be just a big target. Yeah. Right yeah. But, bat. I mean, they're going to be moving mm-hmm. up field front. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is they're going to be taking focus off your other knights. That's what I was going to say. So yeah, they're, yeah. they're kind of like a shield unit for your, your yeah. main knights, mm-hmm. your main gun platform. Yeah, it'll be definitely an interesting change of pace, I mm-hmm. think, because I think those things, um, and who knows what stratagems, warlord traits, relics they have, right? right? But there could be some shenanigans where you've seen two armatures jump across the table 24 inches or something yeah. crazy. Again, being hypothetical, just to be clear. But we've seen this now in multiple armies. Chaos Space Marines can do it. Demons can deep strike. Um, who knows what they're yeah. going to get, right? I mean, if, if Adeptus Custodes can drop in a you know, a, a dreadnought from golden light. Yeah. Like, what are these guys going to do? Yeah. Well, we do know now they have access to the Adeptus Mechanicus Canticles. Oh. Because Wait. they still apply to the Admech Codex. Right. With uh, the Imperial Knight keyword. 
But but the new ones, you think they'll keep them as well? Yeah, they, they, there was a release on that. Yeah. Oh, really? Community post. Yeah, when they did their preview. Oh. That was a, their their uh, strategy and preview was the one that is already in the AdMac code. Oh, that's cool. Actually, so it shows yeah, how much so, I know. So, yeah. So, they have canicles. <laughs> that's that's uh, good. One's cool. a deep striking one, right? No, no. 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 The canicles okay. all fluctuate Three a little rule, bit. Fail hit rules of one and shooting or fighting. Uh, cover save. Shroud zone. Uh, Reroll. Oh. Failed morale, which probably won't affect them at all. Mm-hmm. Things like that. That'd be weird to see a knight fail to morale. Right. Well, what yeah. happens in that situation? Well, you have three. You, you can take a unit of three. Is what I mean. But I wonder so, if they're so. going to operate a lot like Lehman Russes do, where once they hit the table, they're their own units. Yeah. Well, they're then probably going to be leadership nine, ten. Mm-hmm. So it won't. It wouldn't affect them. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is the uh, the Forge World's Chaos uh, Venator tank that they have because that thing it, it hits like heavy d3 times and it's based off their leadership not strength or toughness mm-hmm. yeah. it's a weird gun but it, it can do some serious damage yeah that seems cool mm-hmm. so um all right so after nights uh we've got the death watch now this one i mean all three for me were just kind of super you know <laughs> left field but the death watch um i honestly didn't even have them on my radar oh, um yeah. I, I think it's kind of cool that they're getting their codex right away though they yeah they're already to me, from what I've seen, that people that play locally around me and in metas and things like that is the Forgotten Army. Right. They were literally in seventh edition for like five minutes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then that was it. Mm-hmm. And they're so cool. The the models are very aesthetic. There's still that Space Marine go, but they have you know the Corvus Black Stars. They have their unique units that are multi types with bikes and jump yeah. packs. And now they're gonna get Primaris Marines. Yeah. yeah. So, so they're going to have the Primaris options to them. So are we looking at Redemptor Dreadnoughts all the way through Primaris Captains and Gravis armor? I don't see why not. That, that would we'll be super find cool. Out, though. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hopefully a points drop, too. Oh, yeah. yeah so oh, for right sure, now. yeah. Grey Knights are chuckling right now in that. <laughs> like, and that's bad. But, yeah, I would definitely expect some kind of a points drop. I mean, you can't say one way, shape, or form or the other, but uh, just based off of what happened to Eldar, what happened to even Chaos Space Marines, they didn't get much of a you know, drop, but they did. Um, so on and so forth. But yeah, it'll be cool. Um, Death Watch, I think, will be very interesting because they're such an elitist type army, but not hunkered down in the psychic phase or whatever. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, this game is still based really strong in two phases, shooting phase and movement phase. Um, if you're really, really good in the shooting phase and you can stop me before I move, that's bad for me. But if I can get that move on you before you can shoot, that's bad for you. Um, and I think these guys are going to have a big advantage uh, in the shooting phase and stuff yeah. like that. Um, Chris, do you have any opinions on them? Uh, not really. I didn't really see too much of them in 7th. I don't think I even played against them mm-hmm. at all. I like their ship. Yeah. I think it's yeah. the coolest ship there is, but yeah. other than that, uh, no. Okay. No, that's, that's, that's fair. What are you looking at, Sean? Oh, I was just looking at the other the good. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is a big one. Yeah. The next one, the Harlequins. Yeah, the, the Harlequins, man. That was, again, totally left field for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh, Eldar, yay. It's, uh, can, can we, like, you know, get away from Eldar? Eldar just got something. That's, I'm sick yeah. of them. I'm already <laughs> sick of them. Now, I think the Harlequins are going to be, uh, like, a completely different horse, if you will. Um, right. They they played really, really uniquely in 7th mm-hmm. edition. And if they bring even remotely any of that back into this, I will be super happy to see them. But the only thing that I look at is, is that it's still a really tiny army. Yeah. They only have, like, a couple of boxes to choose from. Um, right. Well, did you see they're also adding the Drakari and the, I can't even pronounce these guys. Hmm? Oh, the Azurani. Yeah, they're, those are all in that codex. Oh, wow. What was that? Someone just fire off a gun? <laughs> Huh, wow. So, so they're going to have... It's going to be a pretty big codex. So if they've got... 
all three options in there, I wonder if that means that the Inari are going to be in there. They don't say that directly, but Jakaria, Zorani, and Harlequins together make the Inari. Right. So, hmm, that's interesting. I might be just looking into it a little bit too far, but that's a possibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I've seen a couple of people play Harlequin lists uh, recently, too, for like, you know, some Adepticon Primer tournaments, things like that, and mm -hmm. they are just fast and hit super, super hard. Right. But they're definitely a glass hammer. Absolutely. Well, the, the Right when eighth came out, that was the tournament army. Like yeah. Harlequins oh, yeah. out of the index. Like yeah. I, well, I, that what what is it? The cascading. Uh, can't even think of the name of their special ability. The one that allows them to advance and charge. Yeah. Still, that's huge. Especially when you start them inside of a vehicle. It's like oh, they disembark three, they move in advance, and then they charge. They're like they're across the table in a yeah. minute. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. To me. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd you play against? Uh, to Justin. Justin. It was at the uh, uh, GT Primer. Oh, okay. A while ago. So. Okay, that's cool. But he uh, had a good list. <laughs> but I don't see I don't see Harlequins around now. So no. meta is just so different. Now. It is, yeah. Um, even with um, the like Eldar and Inari stuff that's going on, I think it maybe has points efficiency. You know, people are looking over the Harlequins. Yeah. Um, but this will be really cool to have them back. Okay, so do um, you guys have any other comments on the, the Codexes coming up? Nope, can't no, wait no. to see what they bring. Yeah, yeah. just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know what? I will say one more thing. I'm excited to play against them. Yeah. I yeah. don't think it's going to be a single army that I'm going to be like, oh my god, I've got to have and collect. But yeah. I really, really hope somebody else collects it so I can play against it. Yeah. <laughs> I need a Xenos army. You know, I know we're Persian alien, but... I, hey, are looking we're all fun. aliens to somebody. Yeah, that's <laughs> just where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, cool. All right, so... Uh, the next thing that we have is a completely new Age of Sigmar army um, and yeah. the, a completely new model line. Those models look awesome. They're, they're nuts. So I'm going to attempt to pronounce this as best I can. The Ideneth Deepkin. I think that's mm -hmm. how you say it. Okay. calling them the Deepkin. The, I, yeah, Deepkin for short. Um, I think personally, I think they are gorgeous. The model's aesthetic are like nothing I have really seen before. I can see some combinations or flares between some of the Sylvaneth models and some of the uh, the Corsair guys. There's one with the peg leg. He's really cool. He looks awesome. He'll come to me when it's no longer important. Uh, <laughs> so what do you think of him, Sean? Yeah, I see I you got the picture awesome. pulled up. Yeah, I, I love it. It's like a whole new like realm yeah. for Age of Sigmar, which is really cool. Okay, so on that note, it does look like a completely new realm, one that is maybe underwater. Chris, how do you feel about that? Okay, like, <laughs> does anyone let's let's use the Aquaman analogy here. <laughs> oh my God. Whose favorite superhero is Aquaman? Anyone? Nope. No one likes Aquaman. Okay, that was circumstantial. Sure. But anyways, it's like you you take the fish out of water. I don't think it's that cool. Mm -hmm. But if I was in the water then they're the best, mm -hmm. but I, you're taking fish guys, you're putting them on land. Even though the models look sweet, the octopus hanging off the dude's mm -hmm. uh, shoulder and the giant evil turtle looks sweet. <laughs> he's not he evil. evil. He's an armored turtle. He looks badass. He's evil. Blastoise's <laughs> cousin is very upset. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's flying on the, the mm -hmm. surface, but that's my thing. Yeah. But they look amazing. Yeah, I love them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm with you, though, Chris, because there's like, there's like fish swimming around in the it, air. Yeah, but. like... But aren't they thirsty? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it works that way, Chris. <laughs> You're talking about a fantasy world where there's elves and dwarfs and yeah, all these other creatures, I mean, but you're you're concerned about these fish out of water. 
you know, Blackfish. Watch the documentary. You'll learn a thing or two. <laughs> Oh, oh man. man. Alright. So then there's another spoiler mm-hmm. for with death, this big purple ball thing. Yeah, that is I have no idea what this is. They but, just all their only thing they have is what? The raw magic unleashed. Right. Looks like a puffer fish. So yeah. yeah. Looks like a sea mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. Maybe they're connected. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about you guys, but I don't have quite the biggest knowledge when it comes to Age of Sigmar or the old fantasy battle. Um, but the quick little blurb that they put in there is basically that Nagash is supposed to be recovering all of his magic that he had lost, and that's what I guess it's supposed to be its manifestation of, and it's completely raw magic. Okay. Other than that, I have no idea what it is, right. what it means. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't poke it. So don't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's a little late, I think, in the game for us to jump on this, and I don't think it's necessarily available yet, but they have something very similar to War Scroll Builder that was for Age of Sigma. And um, if you haven't used that, by the way, please do. It's, it's an amazing little free uh, web-based uh, army list and builder. A lot, a lot of the tournaments here are requiring your list to be put on that. Then you have to do yeah. Azure Scroll yeah. for yep. your Yep, I, I had to use Azure, or I had to use... Uh, yeah, the uh, War Scroll Builder. So, yeah. But the newest one that they're coming out with is for 40k, finally, yeah. uh, and that is the Combat Roster. Mm-hmm. So, That's awesome. Yeah, so, so what do you guys think of that? It's free, and it helps you put your list. I'll have more faith in it than, mm-hmm. like, Battlescribe, mm-hmm. so I'm all about it. I'm excited. That's, like, the coolest thing that I've heard. You don't yeah. have to download roster files. And like you said, it's free. I'm really surprised that they're not trying to do, like, a subscription base or, like, a one-time, like, Time, like five dollar charge bill or something, right? right. Yeah, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Or the, the 99 cents that Azir charges every month, yeah. yeah. That's not that bad, honestly, because it does give you access to a lot of the rules except for the battalions, right? So, which is it's kind of nice to have it all in your pocket, but yeah, I guess 99 cents. I mean, okay. like as a- long as you're playing every single month at least once, like it could be pretty good then. Yeah. Um, but being free this way, yeah, this is an mm-hmm. added bonus. Um, what I love about it being free is it's another barrier of entry that's been removed. Yep. Little Timmy that comes in off the street that really likes what he just saw at Adepticon today because his dad dragged him in because he's been going since 1992. He loves the idea of, of playing in this. Well, now dad can take him home and, and show him how to type up a roster, right? right. Um, the other thing that I think that's really great about it is, is it's one source. Everybody can build from this one site that's official in some, you know, or some way. And uh, so now we have basically a backbone to stand on instead of me typing it up on a spreadsheet Excel, you know, you using Battlescribe, yeah. uh, you're doing pen and paper from three different books, yeah. um, you know. Yeah. Every single list looks different. You know, yeah. Somebody could be mathematically wrong. I yeah. Mean, it happens more than you think. It, it happened yeah. to me literally tonight yeah. as I was typing up my team list. So yeah. I'm a math expert. What are you talking about? <laughs> No, uh, I, I think Battlescribe is pretty cool. It's handy for people mm-hmm. that know how to use it and a quick way to go and play your games, but please don't use it in any sense of a competitive format without double-checking uh, it at least yeah, once. Double-check. Double so, but yeah, uh, Combat Roster. I think that is fantastic. I think it's about time that they came out with that, to be yeah. perfectly honest. <laughs> it's yep. been a little too late. Yeah. So, um, Okay, so now something else that's totally new and completely weird and totally out of the field here. Uh, Josh... <laughs> What, the Age of Sigmar Champions cards? Yeah. yeah. So, so, what are they? <laughs> I mean, it just looks like a card game for Age of Sigmar. <laughs> they actually coin it as a collectible card yeah. game, though. It's Pokemon for Warhammer. <sighs> kind of. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I have very mixed opinions about this. But in, in the end, I think it's cool. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan, to be yeah. completely honest. Yeah. I mean, I think 
we all like mansions, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to switch to a car. Yeah. Right? So, they're target, maybe they're tar- trying to target a different audience. Oh, that's for sure. I think that's like, a given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I like card games, but yeah. I'm going to play Magic, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. if I want to play a card game, I'll play Magic. Yeah. Uh, but if I want to play Warhammer and be, you know, part of that world, I'm going to make it a tabletop. Yeah. I, I, no, no, I, yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, I think it's I think it's cool that they're expanding um, their... IP in different ways and aspects. I think that's cool, and I think it's a good idea. Um, but yeah, to me, it seems very foreign. It's mm-hmm. just right. Yeah, I, I don't like my what, what do they call it? I don't like my mashed potatoes mixed with my you know chopped peas. onions or peas. Yeah, right. Like yeah. it's just it's yeah they go the same place I guess, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't mm. I don't know. But I, I do. Know. I think it's cool. I yeah. think I think it could be very popular. I think it will be uh, something for Magic the Gathering player only types to. Yeah maybe work their way into Shadespire and then maybe work their way into uh, you know Warhammer Age of Sigmar or Warhammer 40k yeah I mean it's always good then to try out new things right I mean, yeah. I mean throw stuff on the wall see if it sticks yeah, you can't judge <laughs> boy it really does feel like that lately doesn't oh, yeah. it yeah. yeah which is good I mean it's better than the old static mm-hmm. GW right yeah new things. yeah and our opinions are strictly looking at you know the community site we don't know the game mechanic nope, it could no, be the exactly. greatest could game be amazing. ever <laughs> yeah. created and we're just hating yeah. on it no it's a card game in, in fact i promise you right now i will be playing this probably the week or two weeks after it comes out yeah because <laughs> yeah. i've always played card games they're fun so all right well actually so speaking of card game types uh one of the other things that they kind of revealed to us and by kind of i mean they just kind of put it on the screen and didn't tell us really much about it was the new warhammer underworld shadespire new factions mm-hmm. so they showed two previews of two different cards um one was definitely spectral something or other Perry? so uh, spectral Perry. Perry. yeah um which is kind of cool uh, for any of you that have not played warhammer underworld shadespire i recommend it Treat it more as a uh, board game that you and your friends can kind of play together in a casual format. And you will, once you've got a grips on it, you will really have an understanding of like, oh, this game is actually really like quick, simple, but in depth, it is a good game. Um, There's a lot of little nuances and mechanics that they add to it, which I think is really cool. The other card that is kind of hidden behind it is definitely something Stormcast. If you take a look at it, zoom in on it, you can kind of get a good look at the guy's face. It's definitely some kind of Stormcast. But the faction symbol that is on the card, I don't recognize at all. It's not the Hammers of Sigmar. I don't know what faction it is. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. And then uh, one of the last things they have, uh, Sean, what were you just looking at? Oh, the uh, the event exclusive miniatures? Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. It looks like they're going to come out with different miniatures for... Mm-hmm. major events like starting here at a yeah event. so this is really cool for any of you that used to go to uh games days when games workshop was in charge of those and ran those there was always some kind of exclusive games day miniature yeah. there was usually something for age of sigmar one year then uh i'm sorry warhammer fantasy Man. battle <laughs> one year and then warhammer 40k the next and they would do you know some of their offshoot games or with their specialist games, which was really cool and very unique. I still see them floating around to this day. Um, the one that they preview seems to be like a Primaris captain of sorts. Yep. yep. So definitely wielding cool a power sword. He's got an iron halo, but he's got his helmet off in his hand. Um, so this model I find very cool and at the same time kind of ironic because I can't tell you how many people I know that build their space marines either all with helmets or all without. And now uh, get you're going to get a both. <laughs> uh, yeah. I like him. He might be, he's going to be a cool collectible. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. All right. And, uh, there's one more you might be... 
What? I didn't know. I, I got it all right. That's so, everything, right? Uh, there's one more that's kind of a little bit of a big deal. What are you talking Plastic about? Uh, sisters. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. See, okay. Now, before we continue, I'm sorry. I know they put it in writing and they did a little video on it, but until I see it, I will not believe it. <laughs> you have to have faith, brother. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Uh, how how long did it take you to write that one? Uh, I just came off. It's improv Amazing. skill. I took class. It's <laughs> great. It's great. You should go back. But <laughs> but no, seriously. So the 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 thing that they say is that 2019. Yeah. What, what what was the quote exactly? Emperor willing. Yeah, the emperor willing. There will be plastic sisters. Um, now this is very cool. But to me, I'm always trying to look for the the man behind the curtain kind of look. Um, and to me, this is huge because I think this is the first time ever that they are telling us about a product that isn't even developed yet. Like they know they're gonna do this. They know they want to do this. They got enough player feedback, so to speak, from that survey they did that we wanna do this. And now they're basically saying, guess what? We're gonna do it. We're gonna try our best and we're gonna let you know about it very first. Yeah. And that is, that is weird yeah, knowledge to come cool. out of GW. That is cool. I mean, they're also taking feedback, right? I mean, people have been wanting plastic systems forever. They listened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. I just Fun love time. how they're doing these press releases at these essentially private events. Right? Yeah. I mean, they're public events. But yeah. Like, I mean, they're not hosting them. They're exactly. Not, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is like uh, I was talking with a couple of guys a couple of weeks ago when Forgebane was being promoted. And by promoted, I mean leaks like hell. <laughs> Yeah. Man, it was like all of a sudden it was everywhere. And I was like, wait, what is this? And then they're like, oh, and the Necrons Codex. And I'm like, what are you guys saving for Adepticon then? <laughs> right. And you know, it's like the next week. And it's just, and yeah, they still came through. I'm yeah. shocked mm-hmm. with the stuff that they have released. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So, awesome. it's going right. to be cool looking forward to all this stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, and uh, as a Sisters of Battle collector myself, I'm terrified. That's going to be so much money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it'll be cool. I think it's going to be awesome. So, sure. All right. So uh, final thoughts, guys. What do you think? I like it all. I mean, nothing specific to any of the armies I play, but I mean some great additions to the hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, again, GW is taking a ton of feedback. They're getting more involved in the community. I mean, you see, like, first one of the first people I walked in today, I saw Duncan. Yeah. yeah. It was very awesome. Like, yeah. just seeing the Warhammer people. Yeah, and just like being friendly and interactive, it's it's, it's awesome. Right, yeah. rather than the standoffish GW that years past was supposed to be the case. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm excited about the Harlequin Codex. Not that I'm gonna play any of them, but yeah. I might pick up some Drakari depending yeah. on what that book looks like. But uh, yeah, it's cool. Something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, knights. Enough <laughs> <laughs> said. Enough said. said. No, you I can't like wait. I'm so excited. Only six, yeah. Only six. I need, I need oh, a lot I more. guess, right? I was trying yeah, to guess no, high. I, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm six. <laughs> oh, it's bad when you guess high and you guess right. Oh, man. Yeah. No. Um, the, the thing that I'll say is that here we are, uh, March, uh, January, February, March, three months into 2018, and oh, my God, the amount of stuff that has come out. Yep. Like, wh- what is next? Right. So, all right. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk about our individual experiences here at Adepticon and what we plan to do, and maybe some regrets we may have. Already. No, no regrets. <laughs> Never. <laughs> not, not even one. Not one letter. No, maybe, okay. maybe like ten. I <laughs> drank last night. <laughs> all right. We'll be right back.
Hey everybody, this is Josh of Purgione. As you may know, in addition to our podcast, we also record Warhammer 40k and Age of Sigmar Battle Reports, and we would love to have you on the show. If you would like to come play a game with us, and possibly have it posted to YouTube, please leave a message us on Facebook at Purge the Alien, or email us at contact at PurgeTheAlien.com. We hope to see you soon. Now let's go ahead and get back to the show. All right, and we are back. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the break. I'm not really sure what you listened to at all. We were uh, getting some refreshments. <laughs> so now, um, quick caveat: we are uh, again. Today's the 23rd, right? Yep. So today for us is actually the third day into Adepticon. Coming in here and going to Adepticon and, and major events like this, whether you're doing a major tournament or just seeing the sites, checking out the vendor halls, all that different stuff, there's a lot of plans, preparations, things you want to go into. Mm-hmm. And um, so for this part, I thought it would be kind of a nice way to break it up and actually discuss what our plans were and go from there. So Yeah, for sure. So uh, for me, my plans, um, being that I've been to, this is my second Adepticon, I've been to several other events, I've kind of learned to like, keep my expectations kind of low, right? Uh, okay. Don't get too excited about it because, <laughs> you know, it's going to be a lot of work, mm-hmm. playing at tables all day, too short of tables, and you're going to be exhausted. So <laughs> I try not to, my plan was just to try and relax and have as much fun as possible yeah. versus stressing about what's going to happen during the tournament. That, is, that is a very, very good advice. Yeah. So <laughs> for me, I, I took part in the championship, so I knew that was going to be, it's four, two, and 45-minute games in one day. Mm-hmm. They said right, four, four games in one day from yeah. 8 a.m. to 10.30 mm-hmm. p.m. And so it's just grueling, stand, mm-hmm. standing there all day. We get a couple of lunches, and I mean, of course, it's going to start late, like yeah. it did. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so my, I knew that I was going to go into it exhausted. So, like, for today, today's Friday, I plan to do nothing, just to recover, because tomorrow is going to be the team tournament, right? It's going to be another fairly active day of gaming we're gonna have three three games tomorrow so for my for my plans i really just wanted to just try and focus on just relaxing it was my main goal pace yourself yeah just have fun i wanted wanted to meet new people um i wanted to meet a lot of you guys and you know get to know you guys and kind of soak in the competitive scene yeah and that's really really what i wanted to be i know i'm not a strong competitive player at all but i would like to learn to be so and that's kind of where i'm at is just kind of Checking it out. Yeah, cool. So, how about you guys? Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, this is my third Adepticon. Um, not straight years in a row. It took a couple years off. But, I mean, first one was awesome. I did Fantasy, the, the first Adepticon, and now I kind of came back with 40K. So, a um, little bit, for me, it's, it's just all about getting games in, right? I'm not super competitive either. I don't go in trying to, to knock it out and be in the top, you know, 16 or 8 or 4 number one right um so i just love playing as many games as i can um and honestly it's it's a good goal setter for me right so i you know i have to prepare my army i gotta get it all painted up gotta get it ready for adepticon so that's why i enjoy it and not knowing that be around a bunch of other like-minded people and get a a lot of good friendly games in. so i think the plan is working out so far Uh, my plans, uh, this is my first Adepticon, so I didn't want to make any plans, and I just wanted to check everything out. Which, can I interrupt for a second? Yeah, please. Uh, Chris, welcome. Oh, I, it's, it's mm. So, no, no, I, I say that because it's awesome that you actually decided to come to Adepticon, because it's it's another event, and it's another new face to it. Right. And that's really cool. So And I was pretty blown away. Like, the Michigan GT was probably, I mean, I went to a game 
Games Day when that was around, yeah. and this is very similar to it, but with other you know games and products and. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot to take in, so I didn't want to make too many plans and put too much on my plate. I uh, just want to check it out, do some uh, investigating. But sweet, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's been really cool. Um, yeah, I, it's and it's another thing. It's it, something for somebody that's new that's thinking about coming. It's it's worth coming. I think, yeah. right? Even so. if you just come and don't sign up for any tournaments or anything like no. that, just come for the atmosphere. Yeah. The atmosphere is amazing. People are super friendly here, always happy. Like, and great. they have open tables yeah. for like everything. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. which is super cool. All right. Well, um, in my plans, um, <clears throat> I was uh, deci- I, I decided to plan everything ahead in advance, which I am not good at, and it has now backfired <laughs> dramatically. What? <laughs> well, Sean, we were going to be here on Tuesday, right? Yeah. Why we were going to be here on Tuesday? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, because uh, my terrain building class was at eight a.m. in the morning, right? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I'm I'm not good at this. <laughs> Let me just put that up front. No. I I had, um, last year was the first year that I had been to Adepticon, and right. we came specifically for the four-person team tournament format, and it was amazing. Yeah. We arrived the day before on Friday, we checked out the vendor hall, I spent way too much money, we uh, played games, you know, it was it was great. And then after seeing that and seeing all the different things that were going on, I'm like, I am coming back for the whole week, and I'm doing as much mm-hmm. as I possibly can. And I am, in case you didn't know, that is code for I am not pacing myself. <laughs> <laughs> So I went on and I looked at everything that was going on each and every single day, right? So the first day that I saw something was going on was on Wednesday. And I was like, oh, there's a tournament or a uh, terrain making class. That's going to be awesome. Let's do that. So I added that. And then the next day there was a how to run tournaments 101 class. Mm -hmm. uh, And then there was the Vanguard tournaments for Age of Sigmar. There was one in the morning and one in the afternoon. Um, So I was like, that's perfect. I can play the one in the afternoon. And then today I did the tournament, you know, 102 and uh, YouTube, uh, how to do content branding and, and stuff like that um, which has been awesome so far and then tomorrow we do the team tournament part one and then Sunday we do the team tournament part two and then we drive home for four hours so basically (laughs) (laughs) I've had everything plugged uh, you know and going straight and then including booking basically a little bit of time to record this podcast Mm -hmm. yeah but what I will say is is that uh, it has been awesome and I have enjoyed so far everything that I've done this year has been great yeah, nice. Um, yeah, so uh, I think though next year I will take Sean's advice and, <laughs> and pace myself out yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, personally, I've had I've had a blast. Like just today, I did nothing and I just walked around the game section. Yeah. Oh. I've been I've been in this forty k room all day, literally just walking up and down the aisles, mm-hmm. you know, talking to people, checking out armies, and it's been awesome. It's yeah. cool. See, the armies here are amazing yeah, for sure. The talent that these people have is yeah. incredible. Yeah, and uh, I just you know it's cool just soaking it in and mm-hmm. seeing it. Even in the even in the championship, like like the uh, the display boards and everything that people are coming up just for the championship are awesome. Yeah, you know, uh, today was the long word doubles, mm-hmm. and and uh, so there was a team tournament, and the team displays were really cool yeah. as well. Yeah, that was so, that's another yeah. really good looking event. And uh, the long word doubles, it looked like as I was walking through, like everybody was having a blast. Yeah, it. It you know like that's a really cool tournament. That's that's a very good point made mm-hmm. because I remember last year talking to a couple of guys that I'd run into. Ryan, we've met at the Michigan GT a lot. Um, really cool guy. Mm-hmm. Him and his buddy, he had a really cool Space Wolf like display and all that. And I just remember like being round two, and he was just he was mad. He was upset. He's like. 
this is not the event I thought it was going to be. There's a lot of bad players here. And it's, you know, it was really unfortunate for someone to be having a new experience like that and then having like such a bad, but now we're coming in and it, I feel like maybe the event organizers have just realized that and they corrected mm -hmm. it because yeah. it is night and day difference. Yeah. Everyone is super happy, super chill. The armies are amazing. Yeah. And well, it, this is their second year doing it, right? I think, I think it's their third. third. I think yeah, it's their so third it's still year. a fairly new event. Yeah. So you know, everything takes time to get used to. Oh, it, for sure. I trust yeah. me. I've got a learning curve with the Golden Rhino too. Yeah. So, so I'm yeah. sure there was some people that had a bad day, but I mean, overall, mm -hmm. it looked like everybody was having a great time. Yeah. All right. So uh, those were our plans. Next thing I thought would be kind of cool are going over some goals or expectations. I guess you could say that we had coming into a Depticon. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. like I said, for me, like my my main goal is just to to learn how to be a better competitive player. Mm -hmm. And I've, you know, this is like the place to do it. Other than yeah. like the LVO. Yeah. It would be like the next step. But Which. Next time, we're all going, Josh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? <laughs> oh, I happen to have a day off, and I'm going to be in uh, California. I'll just go to the LVO. Well, it's in Las Vegas. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Place that I can't go to, Josh. You didn't say you had to go there for work. It's yeah, like we're there for work. And, yeah, most of it was paid for. It's pretty great. That's very convenient. All right, tangent aside. Yeah, so, so anyways, um, even, even though I run AdMac, and it's not a competitive army whatsoever, at least... I get to play in a competitive atmosphere and see how other competitive players do it. And I feel like I'm, I've been getting a lot out of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I think really that's just my main goal. And then, like I said earlier, along with my plans, is just to have a good time. Yeah. Especially this weekend with the team, with the, with the team tournament. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all about fun. Yeah. You know, there's some competition, but, you know, everybody's drunk. <laughs> so, uh, hey, hey, Chris, uh, how are you doing? I am great. <laughs> Lots of water and sleep. So, yeah, I mean, that's it. Like I said, that's my, those are my goals, just uh, to learn and have fun. Keep it simple, yeah. man. That's great. I'm right there with you on the have fun part. Um, what's great about this year is that I, I think we know a lot more of the teams. At least I personally feel like I know oh, yeah. a lot more people. There's a lot of familiar faces, not only mm -hmm. from like, people I met at LVO, but people from the DEFCON last year. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, just like you, my, my plan is just kind of have fun and that's, that's really my overall goal, right? Um, it'd be nice to get a few wins. Hopefully, we can get a winning record out of it. Hopefully, we can go <laughs> three and two. Yeah. Um, knock on wood. Knock on wood. Yeah, my goal was to go two and two for uh, the championships. Unfortunately, I went one and three. So, yeah. not yeah, quite there, you. but that's all right. Um, like you said, it's all learning experience, yeah. and it's all fun. There's some good so. competition in that championship, though. Oh, I was yeah. kind of surprised a little bit. Uh, my goal, not knowing what really do expect in Adepticon. I don't think I really set any goals. Uh, looking forward to the team tournament and don't expect to win, so I'm not going to set the goal of winning the tournament. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, my goal, I guess, would, I know that's kind of cheesy, but just to have fun. You know, get away from the, you know, Michigan, from the home, right. and yeah. just hang out in the hotel when you guys are all playing in your tournaments. is great. <laughs> <laughs> like, free, you know, risky business around the hotel. <laughs> So, I need a new pillow, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> yes, desperately. But other than so that, wrong. you know, just chill, have fun, check out and learn about Adepticon, which I think I have achieved already. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, my goals were to set up uh, a schedule for myself, something that I thought I knew I could do, go to, enjoy. Um, and something this year that I thought would be different than rather than just playing in tournaments was to walk away with some further knowledge. Uh, and that's why I went and go ahead and schedule the the different seminars I went mm -hmm. to the the how to do uh, how to organize a proper tournament 101 and 102 the YouTube class on content and branding and things like that um, I walked away with a whole lot like I took a lot of notes during those and it was really good um, 
the terrain one was a lot of fun. I felt like it, it honestly was a lot of like, oh yeah, I know how to do that. Um, but it was kind of a refresher, which was kind of cool. But he did introduce me to some ideas with um, mixed mediums, like using corks and, and foams along with rocks and other things like that. And how to, you know, differentiate between grit, gravel, rocks, and build up and stuff without using like pre-made products by these different companies. Right. Something as simple as wood glue and sand and chips and, you know, sawdust, mm -hmm. like, so that was kind of cool. Very hands-on experience. Um, but my number one goal that I set this year uh, is to walk away knowing more than I knew yesterday. And every day I have been able to do that. The first day was the, the terrain one. The second day was uh, the first part of the tournament. And then actually playing in Age of Sigmar. Now, that might be a tournament, but I learned a lot. I learned a lot about my army. I ran all <laughs> Zinch Demons. Uh, really, you know, capitalizing on the mortal wound capacity that they can just dish out, and I went two rounds in a row with double zeros. <laughs> I got my butt handed to me, and both times were by close combat armies. Now, my army, I knew that's what its weakness was, but I didn't know how severe it was. Yeah. Um, so I, I learned a lot from that. That was great. I think there's another valuable lesson you learned about that one, too. Yeah? About always bringing a display board. Oh, God, yeah. So <laughs> so there's some irony to this, right? So I was talking to uh, Fazan, who is, is rooming with us, um, and he was talking about doing some Age of Sigmar stuff and whatnot. And I was like, oh, you know, I've got a ticket to the Age of Sigmar Vanguard tournament, and I really don't know if I have the brain space to do it. Or, you know, I was really thinking about dropping out, and I didn't want to just, you know, give away that money, basically, or that experience that somebody could have had. And he was like, oh, I'll do that. I'll, I'll jump in. You know, I'm like, okay, cool. And then I happened to read the event, and I was like, oh, this does sound fun. And I was like, do you want to just sign up and we'll do it together? And he's like, yeah, sure, let's do that. I'm like, okay, cool. Now I'm motivated again, and I can go. And the number one thing I said is, is that I'm going as a casual player. I'm not trying to impress somebody. I'm not trying to impress myself. I'm not trying to win. You know, I'm just going to play three games and have fun. And so I decided to bring my Zinch Demons from last year's Team Adepticon. So last year, Josh, uh, myself, Sean, and Rigel, we went as uh, the... Um, Legion of the Damned. Yeah, Legion of the Damned, right? We got our shirts made. And uh, some of you may have seen those actually on the press coverage from last year's Adepticon. They were the black and red bowling shirts with the bright gold chaos sigil on the back. Yeah, we have the glowing cave as our... Our display. Your mm -hmm. display board was all over the internet. Yeah. Like, and, like all the big uh, podcasts and it, yeah. groups had it. You know, yeah. it was War amazing. Warhammer themselves shared that picture. That's yeah. sweet. It was, kind of, it was so funny. Yeah. Like, it, oh, there we are. Yeah. We really didn't try to do that. It just, yeah. that's, you know, fate would have it, right. if you will, right? So I decided to bring that army. I'm like, it's all painted. It, I'm very happy with it. But then I was like, oh, no, there's like flamers are a good unit. I should bring those. And they're not painted. So, of course, last minute in the hotel room, I'm painting three flamers. <laughs> get them all painted up. But I finished them. It was fine. I got the little glowy effects on them and everything. And I get over to the tournament itself, and we play the first round. And afterwards, they go around and do their paint judging, and the guy comes up, and he says, oh, is this your army? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, it looks great. I'm like, thank you. You know, and I just kind of stand there and wait for him to finish. He goes, um, do you have a display board? And I'm like, no, no, I just had my carrying tray. He's like, oh, that's a shame. I'm like, oh, why? Was it required? He's no, but you're four points away from being max points, going for top painted army in chaos, and now you're not going to because you don't have a display board. And I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> so uh, the first thing I do when I get home is going to be build a display board for my Zinch Demons mm -hmm. because clearly that's the last thing I need. <laughs> and I was so mad. So I got max paint points and then minus the four for not having a display board. I mean, I had conversion points and everything. Yeah. Yep. Oh, well. You live and learn. 
Um, so now the next thing that I want to get into were some decisions that we have made based on the experiences we've had at Adepticon so far. So this one might be a little bit more complex or complicated. I'll, I'll jump ahead, okay, I guess, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, the thing that I was thinking about as far as decisions made is um, I need to set a budget on how much I'm going to spend <laughs> at an event like this. Oh, good God. Um, so I knew coming into this event that there's an amazing vendor hall, tons of different places to buy from, different model kits. I mean, everything you can think of, right? And um, there were basically a couple of things that I was looking for. And I said, my decision is that I, if I can find these things, I will buy these things and that's it. And not only did I find them, but I also found the other things that I might have been looking for online. <laughs> so um, it has been a fantastic time. But I definitely need to uh, set some kind of a boundary or goal or have a predetermined, like, hey, I'm going to come back next year, most likely. Don't, you know, <laughs> don't kill yourself today. You know, live for tomorrow, right? Uh, that's, that's the decision I have made for the future. <laughs> for sure. I mean, for me... I. The only thing I can really think of is, is I would probably like to play in another game mm -hmm. on, on the Friday. After, either that or not do the championship. But mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see where that I get to. Are you talking for next year? For next year. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see where I'm at when Adepticon rolls around. But probably going to play the championship again. Mm -hmm. And maybe try and do one of the friendly. I was going to say, like you that, did right? mention something about the friendly before. Yeah. So, yeah. so I don't know. It'll, it'll depend where I'm at. But I would like to do additional games okay know. i mean today was fun it was nice yeah. just to hang out but i feel like i could have done more probably didn't need that much recovery time but yeah i don't know it was like i said it was still cool mm -hmm. but i could probably, probably do a little bit more next year okay probably i mean other than that you know i I, didn't, I haven't really bought a whole lot. Yeah. I haven't overshot my budget, I have, yeah. I don't think. But, <laughs> but um, it's probably it, really. Mm -hmm. I know for me, it's it's sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, my wife and I went on our honeymoon right before this, uh, for those of you listening. And we came back from New Zealand at 9 p.m. the night before that I played in the championships at 7 a.m. Oh my god. So, I didn't know your turnaround was that hard. Yeah, Holy cow. Rough. So I got like eight hours of sleep over the course of two days, which I mean you can run off of of course, but like I mean sleep is crucial, right? We did find championships were still awesome, had had a lot of good games, so I'd say plan better for the, the sleep schedule even in between the days, right? Um, and then like Sean said, um, probably do more friendly games mm -hmm. next year. Um, I think the championships, you know, it's great, play to played some awesome players very friendly guys um, I think it's just not at the speed that, that I'd like to play at so probably do the friendly or mm -hmm. the gentlemen's right mm -hmm. or even the long war doubles right? yeah would be fun, so. so you were in New Zealand right and yes. you were at Mount Doom <laughs> yes I was at Mount Doom did you destroy the one ring <laughs> no I still have my wedding ring <laughs> the weakness of mortal men <laughs> oh, gosh. but no uh, my decisions were really a lack of decisions I didn't feel like signing up or getting on waiting list. I thought I was just, you know, wander around and I wish I would have done a little bit more, you know, a tournament, the casual or the Vanguard or, you know, mm -hmm. seminars, but I haven't, I was kind of lazy. So no, that's fair. Is that something you'd want to do like next year? You think? Or? Yeah, I, uh, I'm definitely, I want to do the gentlemen's uh, tournament and I, I don't think I want to do the, you know, the championship. It's just too much, too much 
game in one day. Yeah. I don't want to do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is four games yeah. in one day, yeah. 8 a.m. to 10 p.m., right? Yeah. yeah. So that's that's a little rough. Um, I'm glad, actually, that you two experienced it because uh, that's something that I have planned for my Golden Rhino tournament, mm -hmm. which is kind of scary. But it's only three rounds, and it's a little bit different format. So, yeah. But uh, it's it gives me some insight to look at as to what yeah. to expect, So, which is cool. Now, this championship, though, if you place in the top – 16, I think yeah. it was, you do another day of four games. Oh, it's another day of yeah. four? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's elimination. So, oh, okay. if so you lose the first round the second day, you're out. Okay, that makes but sense. today, Nick Donavati played four games. Mm -hmm. Played four games yesterday. Yeah. yeah so, <sighs> yeah. Stamina right Yeah, there. right? Jeez. You win. You, you earned it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's okay. like it's like a, a gauntlet. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Um, one last thing I will say, though, is that as part of uh, decisions that I had made is that this year I did a lot of uh, seminars. Um, I think next year I would like to play other diversified games. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really getting into Drop Fleet Commander, for any mm -hmm. of you who don't know. Um, it seems like it's a lot of fun, and I like painting the models. Um, but then we've seen, like, eight other different gaming systems that are here alone that are so cool and unique. Uh, yeah. So nice. yeah. Star Wars one looks cool. Yeah. The Batman one looks cool, being yeah. a Batman nerd that I am. Mm -hmm. I yeah, that it was hard. I didn't buy it. Yeah, I'm not going to. You should have pointed it out. I would have gone and played a demo game with you. Like, see, yeah. that's you know, yeah, I should have done that. Yeah, but <laughs> but I didn't. Yeah, that's okay. All right, so uh, we'll get into the next thing, which is uh, regrets. <laughs> I think we can make this one quick. Um, I will just make a quick caveat back to my. Um, yeah, I spent too much money. <laughs> that's my yeah. only regret. So. so, other than that, I'm having way too much fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, for for me, I think. My biggest regret is probably not bringing more of a competitive army. No. Okay. I like, I like now, the admin. Now, do you mean like as in you should have brought a completely different army entirely? I, I or? think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I mean, I, I love admec, but they just, they're just not there. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're, the codex was pretty weak with them. And mm -hmm. I knew that going into this. I yeah. wasn't going to do that I mean, we great, were talking but, about that in October uh -huh. at the Michigan GT. Right, so. yeah. So, I should, I, it's been in my mind to start a, a different mm -hmm. army. Or at least, like, uh, maybe go with Chaos Space Marines and then mm -hmm. row, row them for yeah. what I have but uh, yeah you've got a good collection of that yeah, too yeah I do I just don't so. use them yet and mm -hmm. I don't know why I've been hooked on Admech for some reason yeah. so it might be time to they're, they're to gorgeous the models cord. that's why yeah. I love them I mean yeah. they're you know they're my favorite army out there aesthetically yeah you know, oh, and for I love sure. the story so I just I just they're probably my favorite army but they're not competitive at all mm -hmm. so you know bring, it, bring them into a tournament like this is you're probably not going to do well you know which is kind of what happened so that's probably my main regret. Okay, is uh, just you know not bringing a more competitive. Because yeah. all it did was really it felt like to me from what you're saying is it sounds like it hindered you and your ability to play. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. So I mean, I no, I did make a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. So you know, there was a game, there was some games where I was just playing awful. Like I would do something, I'm like, what? Wait, why? Why am I doing this? <laughs> you know, I think there was game game two. I put call up front and center, mm. but I moved him out. He had the uh, lead from the front. Oh, so you're like and trying so to get the I, and objective. so I tried to get it right away, and then I failed the charge to get my dragoons in front of him, and so call was wide open. Yeah, and got killed. Yeah, so you, you took so, the gamble. Like in. turn two, I was basically done. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, because he's he's the linchpin of that. Oh, army, for right? sure. Yeah. So yeah, but that's it. That's those are my regrets. Okay, but that simple and easy yeah. fix. I know for me, um, I was on the wait list mm. for the friendly actually, yeah. and I got an email for back in January to 
be in the friendly tournament. So my biggest regret is not seeing that email. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that does yeah, stink. Yeah, so, so, and then, you know, obviously playing that versus uh, the championships. Like I said, championships were awesome. They were fun, but I think the friendly would have been a little bit more. So, yeah. I regret nothing. <laughs> really? Not one night? Nothing. Not one night in particular, Chris? I regret nothing. <laughs> Except for the morning after that <laughs> night where I was laid up in the hotel. I think uh, the uh, hotel staff tried to get in the room. And I was like, get out of here! <laughs> but no. Uh, really, though, my regret is not participating more in uh, all the different things. There's so much to do here. I feel like I kind of wasted it. But it's my first one. I didn't want to be responsible. or you know, I just wanted to take it in. But I... There's so much cool stuff here to do. The seminars, like all the seminars you went to, I was yeah. super jealous that I didn't go to. They were pretty cheap too. Right. Yeah, you know? the the tournament one and the video one were like seventeen to twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I mean, that's not bad. And they gave you, you know, you get swag. Sometimes. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I, I I got lucky and I, I won a random raffle. It was uh, for from last year. They had the little AVP alien sitting on top of the Adepticon skull, which is really cool. Especially since you're a fan of him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. so it was right up my alley. Yeah. But. Yeah, I should have done more, though. But Mm -hmm. other than that, still having a good time. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow is a new day where I'm playing Warhammer finally. Yeah. So So on that note, great transition, Chris. So tomorrow morning we are coming back and we are doing three rounds, the first three rounds of the Adepticon team tournament. Um, For you, for those of you that are not familiar with it, that is a five-round total, two-day event. It is you and three other players on one team. And during each different round, you actually rotate between which partner you play in a 2v2 style match while two tables are going on at the same time. So Sean and I will be playing on table A while Josh and Chris will be playing on table B. Um, Based on the victory points between the two games, the difference is calculated between them, and that's which team gets the win. Um, It was awesome last year. Yes. Any of you that are um, thinking about doing something like that, jump into some other local team tournaments to try it out first. I think they're a great way to kind of get into it. And Mm -hmm. then come check this out. Honestly. No, I was just going to say, sorry, I I don't think the local tournaments even compare to this one. They don't. Not even close. It's it's... like going, checking out a satellite and then popping out and looking at the sun. (laughs) Like, it is drastically different. Yeah. The models are better. The yeah. display boards are better. The the team spirit uh, winners from last year, the, the tiki gods are here with their whole floating tiki bar again. Oh, like, I mean, there's some serious competition and at all levels of it, and it's all enjoyable. Yeah. So. And at all levels, people are having fun. Yeah. Like, interacting with the other teams and having fun with the mm-hmm. other teams, too. And it's, it's awesome. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and as a small note, um, make sure that you are of age because there's a lot of drinking usually that's involved at the tables. But there's a person riding around in the convention hall on a wooden bike with alcohol inside of it. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. I was like, I, can I ride it? Will so, you ride me around? Yeah. So uh, I will definitely say, uh, if you guys are listening to this now, make sure to come back at Adepticon for 2019. Come see what we're doing then, because uh, we're going to need people to cheer us on, like we're going to need people to cheer us on tomorrow. And on that note, I think we'll cut it here. We are going to go do our team tournament day one uh, tomorrow. We will do a quick recap of what happened that day, and then we will go on to day two, do a quick recap at the end of that, and we will call this the end of the show. But for now, we will take our break, and we will catch you guys tomorrow. See you later.
Hey guys, this is Josh again. And on behalf of everyone at Purge Alien, we just wanted to say thank you. Thanks for listening to our podcasts, watching our battle reports, and reading our articles. We're here for you, producing content by gamers for gamers. So thanks again for joining us, and we're happy you're here. Now, let's go ahead and get back to the show. Alright guys, we are officially back. We have finished Adepticon 2018. We are actually sitting back at our home office here in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and we are going to give you the recap of the total tournament. Now, um, I myself am Ian. We've got Chris again, we've got Josh, and Sean is still here. Um, I personally did not play in the championship. Chris, did you? Negative. You did not. Okay, but Josh and Sean, both of you did, right? Oh, yeah. We tried to play. You tried to play. No, 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 you played. You oh, played, yeah, yeah, yeah. You played Valiant. Crushed right? it. So, but you do have some stats for us, right? Yeah, so um, I did okay. I mean, uh, what, second or third big tournament of all mm-hmm. time? Right? Um, um, for those that don't know, what exactly was the involvement of the, the championships? Ah, yeah, good Yeah, point. how did that break down? Yeah, so essentially it was four games across the course of one day. So it was oh. a long day, man. I don't know about you, Sean, but I was pretty tired. The, yeah, the initial championship was four games. Oh, yeah, the initial championship was four games, and then they had three the games 16 the following Top 16 went day. on to another yep. four games. Oh, was man. the additional four? Yeah, of elimination. Oh, I thought it was three. Okay, wow. Yeah, so for the top 16, there was a long two days. Yeah, so we started off the day one. Well, day two, technically, of Adepticon on Thursday, right. we had those four games. Yep. Luckily, we both had rest days on Friday before the team yes, came on Saturday, Sunday. Because uh, I didn't make the top 16. Yeah, I was close. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. No, no I wasn't. <laughs> So how did you do? So I went I went uh, one and three. Okay, um, okay right? Mm-hmm. Uh, got a win out of there. Um, played some awesome people. Had a lot of fun, right? Um, I don't. I bring Ashmel Tarm, um, so I don't bring like beat down list. I don't bring Celestine or anything like that. But main thing is we had fun. Um, I ended up placing two ten out of two hundred fifty four okay. people. So uh, definitely in that lower. Half, yeah, but I mean, it's a, it's a cutthroat tournament. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the tournament of tournaments, basically. For sure, for sure. It's a ton of fun. I mean, it might not be quite as cutthroat as LVO, but it's right up there with it. Yep, yep, definitely, definitely. So I got uh, 183. Mm-hmm. So I also got a win and three losses. So I'm pretty, I feel pretty good about it, though. I felt like I made some good connections. We met a lot of cool people, yeah. and uh, I definitely learned a lot about my own army. Yeah, to me, the best part of, like, going to events like this, you know, I went to LVO and met some awesome people, actually hung out with some awesome people, like, after the event and stuff like that. And what's, what's amazing about these events is that you go back to Adepticon, you see people from LVO. You see people from Adepticon last year, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, these the, the community is so welcoming and friendly that it's just, I don't know, you just have fun, win or lose, right? Yeah. So. Yep. On my off day, the Friday, since I was – you know, a little shy of the top 16. Yeah. I actually just got to hang out at the championship tables and watch it unfold for the whole, for the whole time. And that was really cool. I was hanging out with the other people, mm-hmm. you know, like rubbing elbows with the top 16 players and seeing how they were playing. And yeah. Actually, I had a lot of fun just sitting around watching. It was pretty cool. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So uh, there's another thing that we did at Adepticon, and it's probably the biggest event of Adepticon, and that's the... Team tournament. Yeah, the four-player team tournament. The four-player team Really, team. if people know Adepticon, it's usually for that reason. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So uh, let's talk about that for a little yeah. bit. So okay. we all practiced a whole bunch. Oh, yeah. Lots. Like, <laughs> uh, once. 
<laughs> in the half, there was a battle report. That's yeah, right. That's right. We had a, a three quarters of the battle report. And I say that only because Rob had to fill in for you. Yeah. Sean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was at, so. I think work training or something. Yeah. Really. Now the greatest part is, is that we did play that mission in Adepticon. Yeah. Um, so if you guys go back and watch, you can see it's a two player battle report. Again, we apologize. The auto quality is not the best, but it was the one where you had to try to tackle the territories. It was in quarters. We uh, had way too many command points, as we found out for that game. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> the hybrid? The hybrid command well, point situation. Okay, so before I go off on a rip again. <laughs> please. Uh, okay, so let me explain this to you. So Adepticon breaks down their team tournament into basically four team brackets. Brackets is kind of a bad word, but categories. Um, you have all Imperium players. So that means all four players on the team play Imperium. All four players play Chaos. All four players play a Xenos army, whether it be Orcs, Tau, Eldar, whatever. And then all four players play whatever they want, and that's called hybrid. So um, the way it is is that when you would get to the table, your armies would be Battleforged, and you would have the three basic command points for being Battleforged, plus whatever you brought from your detachments to the table. So Chris, me and you would play together. I would have three for my base detachment. You had one for your escort detachment. So together we had seven. I believe it was on March 18th, they decided to email us uh, an update basically saying that they were they were clarifying some things. And one of the things that they clarified was is that if you were a hybrid army and the person that you were at the table with was not of the same major faction, you were not Battleforged, mm-hmm. which means you did not get that three command point bonus and you could not share each other's command points. Right. Now... I read into it way too hard, way too quickly, and spiraled off a deep end. Sean can contest to me. Um, Because when I read it as that, it said Battleforged. So if we're not considered Battleforged, then we as a non-Battleforged army, can I say Battleforged one more time? Uh, (laughs) Would technically, by their terminology, lose objective secured units. We would lose our command traits. We would lose our stratagems. We would lose all of that. Yep. Let alone the sharing of command. So I'm. I apologize to all you guys yeah, again yeah. in the group chat, but I blew the f up when I read this. Okay. Well, kudos to the Adepticon team because after I was trying to talk you off the ledge, I sent an email. Yeah. They replied back quickly. Yeah, they did. It, the only, same day. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was within hours, and yeah. they said that it only applies to the stratagems. So Which. It makes sense. Oh, I like the rule. Points. I think it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I think the, the timing of it just needed to be earlier. I 100% agree. Because here's the thing. Like like a month before, I was like, hey, guys, I don't want to be an Imperium player. I want to play Chaos. Can we switch to Hybrid? Yeah. And you guys were like, yeah, that's fine. And I was like – and then I was just like, oh, I feel like <laughs> terrible for making this decision, yeah. right? Um, but it, it worked out in the end. But the one thing that I will say is that I felt that there was a bit of a double standard because the Xenos players did not suffer this right. even though they did not have a – Keyword in yeah, common. Right. So I feel like that was a little unfair, but hey, whatever. It's Adepticon. They are, they're going to yeah, rule things no. the way they're going to rule things. And, and I think overall, yeah. it didn't really affect us negatively. Yeah. So here's yeah. the irony. I was actually looking back yeah. at this. The times that I teamed up with you, Sean, with your AdMech, and the times I teamed up with you, Josh, with your Astro Militarum, is the times that my list performed the best. Ex- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Battle forged. <laughs> so the one time that I team up, well, the first time that I teamed up with Chris, I'm like, oh, we got this. We've got seven command yeah. points. We're going to rock it, right? And all I did was rock it out of control. Um, 
<laughs> we had it. I don't know where it went wrong, but I was like, I can first have, round, yeah. confidence. Second round or turn, yeah, we got this, and then we lost the game right. <laughs> so, that okay. quickly. Okay, okay. Before we get too far into it, let's let's explain a little bit. Okay, so that we have a team of four players. Okay, and that we play uh, five games total over two days. Yep. Um, the first three games, the pair ups within the team are actually chosen by the judges. So the first day, uh, Sean, you and I were teamed up and uh, Josh and Chris were teamed up on the other table. We will play our tables together as two separate but kind of interacting games. And I mean that because our points at the end of the games are tallied together to determine actually which team that won. So um, I don't remember 100% how many points we got in the end, Sean, but I think we got, what, 34 out of the possible 40 on the first, on the first, first one, because yeah. it wasn't a full, right, yeah. oh, oh, you know, forty and zero yeah. or whatever. Um, and then you guys were just shy, right? You were we we're like six. We lost by six. You right? lost yeah. by six, right? Yeah. 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 So like, so it, we still, as a team overall, did good and proceeded on, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Um, now they do. They were doing Swiss pairings, so no, there were no dropouts. There were no, you know, uh, single eliminations or anything like that. But based on those two games together, determined where we moved up the tables. Right. Yeah. So, so um, first game was good. Yeah, first we got, game we was got a pretty good, good win. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that first game was um, very interesting deployment. Um, there were well, two teams, and one of them was Team A, one of them was Team B. Team B was a split deployment, which means that you oh, had to put yeah. your your units were divided into basically two parts and were put into the opposite corners in a Dawn of War style deployment map. Yep. Um, and if you were Team B, you automatically did get to go first. But you had to alternate placing units in each of the deployment zones. And because we're one army, each army deployed one unit at a time. Yeah. So that got a little bit confusing, but once we got into the groove of things, it made sense. Right, yeah. Whereas Team A was actually dead center of their deployment zone in like a castle kind of formation. Mm -hmm. um, like a big bubble of like 16 inches. Yeah, yeah, which I think it turned out that both of us... Both teams, both I guess Pergiolian yeah. teams were Team A. Oh, right? so were, we were, you guys were both the center. Yeah, we were oh, both okay. center. And we both got seized on. Was that no, 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 no? Because no, we we went first. Yeah. Sean and I went first. Oh, yeah, of course we. Because because yeah. uh, they would they would automatically go Didn't first. Didn't you roll right? for it? The two separate. Yeah. Gotcha. There <laughs> was one game where we both should have went first, and we oh, both yeah, got yeah. seized on. Yeah, that was game. That was day two. Yeah, yeah day, was the day first two. game of day two. We'll get back. That's oh. But that's okay. We'll get to that. So um, so the team that we played up against, uh, I'm going to first things first say I apologize. I left all of my notes at home as far as the teams that we played against and the team players and the names. But first things first, everybody that we played that entire weekend were fantastic sports. Yeah, totally. So much fun. I'm going to say this. I will blame it on the game because I feel like last year when we played, there was kind of hit or miss kind of saltiness between yeah. some players. But this year, the game was just faster, easier to play, mm -hmm. and I think it just made everybody like a, a better person. Yeah, you know. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, but the first team that we played against was an all-Eldar-type army, right? Yeah. So the four players all played Eldar of some kind. They had a craft world. Actually, there were two craft world Eldar ones. One had converted his army up to be uh, Exodites, so all of his tanks and vehicles and stuff like that were replaced with dinosaurs. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. was, um, was, really it was cool. cute in a way. Um, yeah. I... I I get the creativity behind it. It was kind of funny to see, you know, rubber dinosaurs on the table. But whatever, to each their own. It was a cool theme, and I appreciate it. Yep. Then there was an actual Craft World Eldar player. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, Sean, you and I played against Harlequins and Dark Eldar, or Drakari. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Split yep. in the corners. So yeah, um, death jesters. Yeah, oh, that was yeah. that was the, the clown car. That was fun. So why don't you guys explain to us what you guys what happened in your game? I'll let you start, Josh. <laughs> oh man. All right. My memory is terrible. Okay. So um, no, I mean it, it I think it went pretty well. Um, the first couple of turns and then it just kinda went downhill from there, right? Yeah, like yeah. that was the game where I thought we had it in the bag. Like yeah. I thought we were gonna be finishing them, tabling them, being on our way. But there was some dinosaurs on the table, and it was like that scene in Jurassic Park where the dude mm-hmm. has the velociraptor in its sights, <laughs> and he, he turns his head, and there's another velociraptor right there, and yeah, he's like, clever girl. Clever <laughs> girl, and then he gets mauled, and that's exactly what happened to us because we, the first two turns, we had it. We yeah. had good target priorities. So yeah, so yeah. what you're actually talking about is you're talking about their uh, the flyer they brought. It was the Crimson Exarch, yeah, right? I think they're crushing So I actually, I looked over at your table at one point in time, and yeah. all of a sudden it is just in your deployment zone, yeah. on your right flank, just yeah. bearing down on you guys. Yeah, it was, so. and it flew across, right? But, I mean, I, I still think we had good target priority, and the thing is that you soaked up a lot of the wounds mm-hmm. Yay, by, Death Guard. by gun line, right? But the problem is as soon as those wounds, and you start, as soon as you started losing bottles, yeah. was when I started getting hit, and then that's, I mean, when we started crumbling, right? So I realized an error in my plan. We forgot to tell us uh, tell what our armies were. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, hey. So, so Josh, you lead it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I played Astro Militarum, mm-hmm. pretty much the only army I played in 40K. So uh, kind of run down my list real quick. I pretty much had Pask and a Punisher with two Multi-Meltas and a Laz Cannon. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then I had uh, two regular Lehman Russes, uh, not regular Lehman Russes, but the Executioners, <laughs> the Plasma Cannons. Plasma Fugers. Both plasma spontoons on both of them, and then last cannons in the hull. And then I had two units of regular infantry just flat out. Uh, I had a hellhound um, with, you know, the flamer and then the heavy bolter in the hull. And then a unit of three Bulgrins, uh, two with the slab shields, and then mm. one with the brute shield. That was a good And trick. then a primary psyker. So it, it was pretty well balanced, I mm-hmm. think. So, Chris? And then I was playing Death Guard. I had three blight haulers, a uh, malignant playcaster. Two troops, uh, or two five-man plague marines, one with blight launchers and one with plasmas maxed out, a plague drone and a rhino, and I think that's it. Uh, but those those blight haulers take up, you know, 400-something But they points. do work, They dude. do work. Yeah. But Holy and, cow. You know, every game, that was the... <laughs> the target priority yeah, but yeah. you know i would miss a lot but damn i would make some good <laughs> <you're> so nasty <laughs> like so nasty. Five, 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 you know <laughs> and so i did a i was a whipping boy and i think if we knew anything going into this is that my army would get you know be the whipping boy yeah. and i think i did a good job dude yeah for you sure. did an awesome job you were absolutely the backbone in our army every time we played uh, so. I lost the most games for us. Uh, <laughs> backs break every now and then, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Sean, what did you have? So, of course, I was running Ad Max. No way! Yeah, Get right? out of town. And uh, I love my list. Dude, your list did oh so good. So I was running, uh, of course, five robots in call. Mm-hmm. And I lost a lot of friends. It's <laughs> only a thousand points. That, yeah, robots. that's true. We, yeah, we need yeah. to point that out. And then I had yeah. uh, two, two units of rangers, with both with two sniper rifles each. Yeah. And that was my list. That was your that whole was, that list. That was my whole list. Yeah. But you did so good. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. So what so. do you, 
Yeah, Ian Ian so okay, so then for mine, uh, I had been if you didn't know, I had been working on Emperor's Children stuff and then just flat out reversed and went over to uh, Alpha Legion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in my Alpha Legion list, I brought a Chaos Lord out of the index on a bike with the Mark of Corn, a Combi Flamer, and then the Combi Bolter on the bike. And then I gave him the relic, the Talisman of Burning Blood, whenever I could, um, which was pretty much every game because I made him my warlord because I'm Alpha Legion. Yeah. Um, following him, I had my Sorcerer in Terminator armor with a Combi Bolter and Force Axe. That worked out really well. <clears throat> and then I had um, 11 Cultists, which I basically used as a hula hoop skirt for my Leviathan Dreadnought with dual uh, Gravflux Bombards and the two Hell Flamers in its chest. Holy cow, did that thing pull its weight. Yeah, that thing was a boss. Dude, okay. And then my my star pupil of the list was 40 cultists of Slanesh with auto guns and using the, the stratagem for Alpha Legion. But that that was that was what I was rocking. Yep. Nice. So yeah. So our half of the first game. Mm-hmm. Uh it went pretty good. So so here's the thing, right? So both parties in the tables both started in the castle formation which i thought was hilarious because all four of us discussed beforehand we want to be player b because we we want to be split up we want to shoot down firing lanes and it was like we want turn one and all this and sure enough we didn't get that and we both did really really well for what we were so sean in yours and i game uh we ended up going first i spent my one command point to throw my cultists up and because they were forced to split up into two flanks I took the left side, you took the right side. Yeah. Right? Yeah, basically. And so for my one command point, I take my 40 cultists, I deploy them more than nine inches away from the left-hand side, which has, you know, their Harlequin bikes, uh, the, the three death gestures, and a solitaire, or not a solitaire, a uh, shadow seer inside of their star weaver. Um, it had their warlord over there, which was just a Lamian in like, with like basic weapons. It was basically like an 82-point model. Right. It was super yeah. cheap HQ choice. Um, and then there was there was something else like maybe um, some uh, Kabali warriors. Like there wasn't very much over there at all. Mm-hmm. What was in the other corner? Uh, so I don't know Eldar that well. Okay, so I, I know, know there was a Dark Eldar Ravager. That was the one in the back. The it big was gunship, yeah, right? The gunship. And then there was three of the smaller ones. Okay, so those are the Star Weavers for Harlequins. Right. Yeah. And I think that was about it. I yeah. think there and may then, have been some troops back there. Yeah, but. and then they had the... Um, the, inside the Star Weavers, they had uh, troop squads. I can't tell you the loadouts on them. I know they had fusion guns and, and fun stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and then they had two five-man uh, Kabbalah warrior squads. Right. I yeah. know because I ended up getting charged by one and watched it melt because yeah. it charged my Leviathan. But um, So it was pretty good. Like I, So I started shooting off on my side. Yeah. And basically, I did what robots do, pick a target and delete it. Pick a t- didn't you kill three targets that so, turn? So, yeah, we had uh, overwhelming, was the overwhelming firepower. Yeah, so in this mission, for part of the secondaries, you had to choose three out of, I think there was five or six choices, mm-hmm. and you had to try to complete those secondary. Oh, yeah, they're right there. So there were six different choices, and for each one that you completed, you got two points. Um, and they were advance, fire for effect, lead from the front, marked for death, vanguard, and war of the knife. Um, war to the knife. Yeah. Um, you can look these up. They're in the packet, which is on Adepticon's website and it's totally free to look up. They're cool. Um, but we chose... Fire for Effect. Was it Lead from the Front? Yep. Mm-hmm. And Vanguard? Uh, yeah, Vanguard. I think it was, yeah. Because I was pretty positive that I could get a unit or two in their deployment zone. Yep. Which and it was actually, only one, one unit. Yeah. From the championship, it was more than one unit. Yeah. 
So I was thinking the whole time we needed two of them. Yeah, so we got... Until I actually read the rules of the package. Yeah, we got Vanguard right away. So one thing I will mention is one of the little silly shenanigans that I I was doing. So my Chaos Lord on a bike, when he advances, he moves a flat 20 inches. The Burning Talisman allows him to advance and still charge and re-roll the failed charge. So what I did was I had him, you know, kind of off to the right side and I needed him to go left. So I moved him, I advanced him 20 inches, dropped in my sorcerer, and warp timed him for another 20 inches, and then charged. He got Slay the Warlord, turn run, 48-inch move. Yeah, that (laughs) Just cleared the board. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, so in my shooting phase, I went and picked two of the, what are they, Venoms? The the smaller troop carrier guys? It was either Venoms or it was the Star Weavers. I think it was Star Weavers. Yeah, Star Weavers. Were they minus one to hit? Yes. Okay, Star Weavers. Yep. So yep. I picked. I think I picked three of them. I picked two. The two on my side, mm-hmm. and one over on your side because yep. they were they're T five. Yeah. And yeah. my robots are strength six. So I'm yeah. like, okay, so I'm threes to wound. Mathematically, mm-hmm. I should be able to take out at, at least, least one, one or two. No, no, I got all three. <laughs> yeah. All three of my targets in the first shooting phase. Like, so I was very confident that I could get one target. You could get two over there, and between the two of us, we could get them. Yeah. I ended up. Killing like two units of his and then getting Slay the Warlord. So I got three on my side and you got Ooh. three on your side. Yeah. My snipers did help with that. Yeah, of course. But yeah, it was it was pretty yeah. epic first turn. Yeah. And that that right from there we were we had the had the green light in yeah. the whole game. I believe they said uh at the beginning of their turn was, Well, we lost this. How would you like to proceed with the movement phase? <laughs> and we kinda had to be like, Come on guys, the game isn't over already. Like they still had yeah. some they stuff. Had a lot and of they firepower. and they did did toy with us for a while. They fought um, to the end. Yeah. Especially with those death jesters. Oh, God, those things are awesome. So so what he's talking about is the guy decided to put three death jesters and a shadow seer in one of the star weavers. They're open topped, so they can shoot out of them. So oh, the death man. gesture would throw out the grenade, which would cause a morale issue into one of my squads. I don't remember the rules exactly. And then the death gestures would follow up and shoot and kill units. And when I would lose models for morale, he would get to choose which unit, which models would go first. So if I had special weapons or a leader, like he was pulling those models instead. Now the mistake he made was, made was bad target priority. He shot all of that into my 40 cultists to begin with. Right. There's nothing in there. Like right, yeah. He ended up pulling the cultist leader, but at that point they had done their job and I just mm-hmm. let him die to morale anyway. Yeah, yeah it didn't matter. Though the only thing that they did have them marked for death. Yes. Some, some of them. Yeah. Well, they didn't have the 40 man. They had the 11 man and that they had to chase after. And that one guy stuck around for like two turns. Yeah. So at one point, my one cultist left out of the 11 man squad passes his morale check somehow and then proceeds to fall back into a building and just hide. <laughs> so that, yeah. They got him in the yeah. end, but it was pretty good. It so. was good. So turn one or game one, it was pretty good. Yeah. I think yeah. We, we won by majority yeah, yeah. of that game. Yeah. But it wasn't a it wasn't a complete slaughter. No, it would I think it still fall fell into the category of a major victory though. Yeah. And Chris and I had a minor loss. Yeah. Well but, I think all together to, yeah. together it's still yeah. a major victory. Because yeah. we had enough points to, yeah. to compensate yeah, for, for sure, that. For sure. So So turn two or game two though. Yeah. yeah. That was a pretty good one. For you guys maybe. <laughs> I don't know what the hell <laughs> So I was Sean thinking. and I together. Yeah Josh and I yeah. we're like the dream team. Astro Militarum, Admech? Yeah. You can't go wrong. Good. Yeah, the two times you guys played together, we tabled oh. you tabled both. I felt so bad. Like, So the team yeah. that we were paired up against, 
that also went in our favor because it was a it was orcs and chaos demons. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep, and, and so horrors, the, blue horrors, all that. Orcs shit. are as we know as an index army are pretty a force to be reckoned with, mm-hmm. right? Especially with that jump, you jump a unit you know, of the boys up in your face, charge yeah. in, and it's a guranteed assault. Yeah. Well, yeah. Unfortunately for them, the orc player was fairly new. Oh. As in, it was his first tournament ever. Oh, that's yeah. kind of. And rough. so deployment took a long time. It mm-hmm. took. Yeah, I thought it took a while. We were being generous. We didn't call slow player yeah, because yeah. he was new. Yeah, I mean, we were yeah. being nice to him. Yeah. Just trying to have fun. No, right? no. Yeah. Quick caveat: I will say though is that out of all five games we played, none of us went to time. Every single game finished. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe one game. None of the games I played went to time. I think we, we all played till yeah. Til I the think end. there might have been one where it was, it was like close. it, was, it was game time, but it was yeah. obvious who yeah. won. Yeah. The, the game that me and you played in round three, Josh, yeah. we went to the last minute, but yeah. we did finish the game in okay. that minute. Yeah, I know it was close. Yeah, we, we made it to turn six. Yeah, but so. I mean, yeah, everybody was. I mean, they give you three hours. Yeah, right? so mm-hmm. it's a pretty generous time mm-hmm. allotment. Which but, you know, like you know. Everything I've been listening to, people have been talking about like slow play, mm-hmm. and I didn't hear slow play being an issue at mm-hmm. all, no, and no. I didn't see any chess no. clocks. Nope. And I was relieved by that. Yeah. Was, you know, one one time, uh, the judges did walk up and down a table and ask what turns people were on. To yeah. They were asking everybody because somebody called slow play down at the table at the end. Everybody oh. was on turn two except for one table, which was on turn three. I so know. everybody was in the average. Gotcha. So. Yeah. But yeah. uh, I don't know. For us, I mean, the game actually went pretty straightforward. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think there's anything really to point shoot, out. But, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, both of us have a super strong gun line. Yeah, we I got mean, first turn. Yeah, we got no, first turn. I think we seized. Right. Yeah, we did seize. They won first turn, and then we seized on yeah. it. Which that was. A, did that you was... roll the purge dice? Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. It's always <laughs> purge dice. So it's it's uh. There oh, was... I let you do that too. Yeah. I was like, because I was I was the the warlord, and I'm like Josh, why don't you seize for us? Because you failed the because we had the plus one too because yeah. they were dropping a ton of boys, and mm-hmm. we we failed to get first turn, yeah. so we tried to seize. But what we essentially went up against was we went up against a bunch of orcs. It was yeah. a bunch of orc boys, right? Yeah. And then the whole strategy was to use the jump, yep, right, and to get right in our face. Well, we obviously knew that, and you know, built us a nice little cushion with my right. infantry, and then with yeah, know, I spread out quite guys. a bit. Yeah, we kind of had the you were off to the right with your robots, and I was mm-hmm. off to the left with my tanks because I had a little bit longer range. And yep. then, what was the other player playing? Um, he was playing demons. Uh, demons, mostly. Demons. Um, okay, that's right. Uh, Zinch demons. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, and uh, I think you know it's just a standard demon list. I can't think of anything that he had that was special. He had a uh, demon prince, mm-hmm. custom demon prince, which was. Which I assume would have been cool, but I think his team broke it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was trying to snipe that one the whole time. Yeah. But. yeah. And then um, I can't think of, I think he had another character too. Yeah. I can't think of who it was, but. Yeah, but essentially it boiled down to, you know, us seizing and then just kind of shooting off. We, we obviously shot off the boys that were closest to us. Yeah. And then. Actually, uh, I was prior to targeting the ones that were closest to their, their psyker, the weird boy. Oh. Nice. Because I knew he was going to jump one or two of those. They were, they were full 30 man yeah, units. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was aiming at those ones, mm-hmm. hoping to eliminate some jumps, the jumps, however you want to say it. But, yeah, the jump. Um, jump. And then, really, ah. the, he ended up getting a the jump off. Is that the jump? The jump. D-A. Okay, anyway. I don't, I'm not going to go anywhere. You like orc players. You should know this. Yeah, get on here. Anyway, so he was successful to get them in range with my robots. And then the Zinch player also summoned in a unit of flamers. And I was actually... I. Got to Overwatch on the boys. I didn't kill them all, and then they failed to charge. 
Yeah, and they, they failed to re-roll. They did not roll well. Either. It was wow. it was bad. It was bad. Sure? And then the uh, the flamers failed their roll. Their yeah. charge roll too. It was it was bad. Like that could have turned the game for us. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, because you were them, locked down at that point. Yeah, I was yeah. locked down because I needed all the firepower I got because yeah. they had so many bodies. I mean, I still had I still had my Bulgrims that could have pushed over. But still, but yeah. getting locked down is not. Good for real, but all right. So I want to stop you guys for a second because I actually had never heard you guys talk about this till just now. That exact same thing happened to us in the reverse. We played against Katari. We played against Admech. I did the the forty cultists. They failed their charge. They seized on us. They seized on us. Was that game two? That was game two as well. It was like the reverse fortune. It was literally a bizarro match. So. Before we go into yours, okay. we ended up winning that game. I think it was 40 and 0. Yeah, I mean, essentially, it went down to what? Like, turn three or four, we were just chasing them. I mean, I think you saw my tanks just like. Yeah, yeah. The board. yeah. I was like, what are you doing? was to hide behind some rocks where my robots couldn't yeah. see. And yeah. so Josh was moving and moving his tanks up and then, doing the commands yeah. to, or the orders to and move. Pask is a beast with all the shots. Yeah. And just, I've never seen your tanks on so much of different areas. Oh, he of had the board board control ever. down to it, which to is so weird. Which yeah. you don't think of so with good. Astra Militarum, yeah. but they can do it. It was cool to see like the tank line. It was so, awesome. Yeah, yeah it so, looked like okay. a World War II reenactment. So what happened in your guys' game? <laughs> so so in our game, almost the same thing happened. Now the Skatari player, the Admech player, he only brought three robots because he brought infiltrators. Uh, so I was like, okay cool you know we can kind of handle that and the dune crawler oh yeah, yeah he, he did, did bring, bring the dune, dune crawler, crawler. Yeah. that's right mm-hmm. um and then the the ad mac or the astronaut term guy brought two uh basilisks he brought three oh, or four yeah. units Those of dr- nasty oh yeah of the tempest of science deep striking in he brought the prime to for to, to give him orders he brought at least two infantry squads with heavy weapons in them um there were a couple of units of skatari rangers on the field and yeah. i'm i'm sure i'm missing some stuff but but it was there was like a lot on the table right and so I'm watching them deploy because, you know, we're, Chris, you're starting off with your deployment, so you're putting your stuff farther out. Um, they had a few drops, so basically we were just, you know, blindly placing our units to begin with, but then I was watching them afterwards because I did the one command point for the 40 cultists for forward operatives. And I'm like, okay, so I can do one of two things. I can either A, try to go towards the guard and maybe kill a few of them. And maybe by turn two, I can get my cultists over to the basilisk and tie them up. Mm-hmm. Or I can throw them towards the Skatari stuff and maybe kill a couple of things there. And I go, oh, I know what I can do. I can do what I did to Sean in our battle report. And I'll snipe in super close to him and not assault the robots, assault everything everything else and lock up the whole admech army right. leaving just astro militarum and he can handle that so he'll hang to the right and what do i do i put my two buff units on the far right side and my cultists on the far left mm-hmm. so my whole combo i shut it down myself and i'm like oops that's not <laughs> gonna work and so they go and they seize and I go, oh, well, this is even worse. So now I have to, you know, yeah. conga line all this up. And I'm like, you know what? It's okay. We've got seven command points. I can morale pass them. I can two-point command, bring them back, and I can try again. And next time, Chris, yell at me. Okay. <laughs> because I did not only did I make the same mistake once, I did it twice. So I brought them back. So I spent four command points brought them back, and still put the cultists on the far left side. So there still wasn't anything to buff them, right? So they're they're piddly shooting with their auto guns and then failed their charge. The worst part about it is the Astra Mil- Militarum player was 
all snug in that corner where he's those cultists, too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, those cultists could have just came in and been like, "You ain't going nowhere." So, yeah. so here's the irony of it, right? So Chris is 100 percent right. Had I put them on the right side, I could have double tapped him and chewed through the three units of infantry that he had there. Yeah. They would have been gone, and then it, all it would have taken was a turn or two of movement. But my sorcerer was over there. He could have warp timed him for God's sake. No, sakes. Yeah, like the Baskets mm-hmm. don't have enough shots, right? Right. Yeah. So they and. We, oh, so it was just an exercise in frustration. And then to add insult to injury, I put my Leviathan on the far left side, yeah, thinking that I could range. skirt him. Well, he didn't. not only did he not have enough range, but he wasn't anywhere near the middle of the field where he is best at controlling because mm-hmm. he's so just durable and right. damage high output. And what happens? They shoot your rhino, it detonates, oh. does mortal wounds oh, all no. around, oh. and then the basilisks finish him off. He was on a six. Oh. You know, most of my stuff blows up on a four, so I get that, but on a six, come on. <laughs> come on. Way to go, Chris. Yeah. I try. Yeah. yeah, so it's like <laughs> all my vehicles all your explode. Fault. They always explode. So turn three, I am tabled. I have oh, nothing left on the table. So I, I got Slay the Warlord. I got us a point. Okay. All right. Cool. So I, sn- I, sn- I snagged that. that first turn. Um, but yeah, basically, I think it was the, the bottom of four. I look at Chris and I go, you just have to live and kill <laughs> these couple of units that are, oh, by the way, 48 inches away from each other from the center of the table. Yes. This is the greatest thing in tournament history for me. Uh, but no, go ahead. You, you, no, 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 I'm just happy. You say the, no, 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 no. Please, please. Because so, so, what did you have left at this point? I had three blight haulers in my plague. So three sword. blight haulers at full health. At full health, not enough turns to do anything. Nothing. Uh, and my plague sorcerer dead center. Mm-hmm. So I okay, had now real fast. In this mission, this is the one that we did the battle report on. So you had to have two units from one of each players in the territory to take the objective, okay? So in the far, in our far left corner in their territory, there was one Astro Miller Tempestus Scion with a hot shot volley gun and one infiltrator left. Oh, man. Two <laughs> models, so they're securing that objective. On the other side, there's two units of infantry guardsmen, rangers. but there's four rangers left. Yeah. All right. And then in our total back left corner, they had a Tempester Prime, and he just was just booking away. it. Yeah, he was just booking it, running away, right? And I said, "Don't worry about him because he's not getting six points. He's only getting line breaker. Yeah. Go for the other two. Kill the squishy stuff." So I shoot Kitty Corner. <laughs> you know, like what? Eighty-six inches apart from each other, basically, because they were exact opposite corners. Yeah, like I had barely range on it, so yeah. I had to. Th- Engage them frag grenades, <laughs> yeah. and I wiped them. Oh, nice! We did and so like we didn't win that game. Both we lost it. We yeah, lost oh. it. I denied them enough points to where they didn't. They didn't you know, get the full full, nice. full nice. win. Good. So that was a That's some good strategy yeah. for a for a death card. The strategy kind of a game. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I'm not gonna lie. Honestly, if Chris, you didn't have what you had, where it was in the center of the table, it was game over. That was a that was a 50 and 0 for them. Yeah, that that was the best game I ever lost. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that one. So very good, cool. So, so there was should, uh, three games that day. Yeah, maybe we should take a break and then come back and talk about game. Sounds like sounds, sounds like a plan because this one oh, is on a very special back. table. Yes. All right, we'll be right back. Now we are going to discuss our game three. Game three, day, day one. one. All right. So, who did we play against? Oh, man. 
So we played against the, the Warhammer 40k friendly organizer. Yes. So if I remember correctly, Jeff and Ted. So that's who me and you played against. Yeah, that's who Ian and I played. Yeah. And then you guys? Honestly, well, I, can't, I can't remember yeah, that. We're terrible. Yeah, yeah we're so just so We'll write these down next year. We apologize. And, and Ian forgot our list. I, I did. Well, like their lists, anyway. Their lists. It was Alfarious. Okay, so, so this was the cool thing, right? So every team in the team tournament has to do some kind of, like, theme, right? To try to get their theme points. These guys, they film a movie every year. They do, like, a refilming is what they said, right? And their film this year was called Alfarious instead of Spartacus. And that's, so their, um, their army roster was the uh, program for Spartacus, but the face had been replaced with Alpharius's helmet. Nice. Which is very, very cheeky, very great. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. But walking up to this table and getting handed this list, and I'm looking through what I'm playing against, I went, oh my god, this is four Alpha Legion lists? I know how this what works. What table number was it again? That is the thing. We were playing on tables one and table two. So, from what I have been told from sources within the tournament that had also played extremely well, that those tables were, in fact, ranked based on battle points. See, that just... I still don't believe it. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't mediocre two games, right? To me, tables Josh, one and two... Josh, are we played on table audio. one. We played on table one. I'm very happy. <laughs> if someone wants to correct me on this later, please do. But for why right now... Would, why wouldn't they do ranked table structure? Yeah, see, that's... So, like, the way that I would do it if I was doing Swiss, it would be win-loss-draw plus battle. And I think that's the way they were doing it, just as a combined factor. So, honestly, that's the way I would do it, too. But from what I had talked to from the other players who did exceptionally well, that they ended up on tables five through eight for the last two games on day five... Or game day two. So... Maybe, maybe we were the wild card. That's why. Maybe, maybe, right? <laughs> but it's hard to believe. <laughs> you know, I get it. But we were playing against the, the friendly organizers on tables one and two, and all four lists were Alpha Legion. Now, I don't know about your guys' table, Sean and Chris, but ours, I know we played against uh, two three-man squads of obliterators, three sorcerers, a Chaos Lord, all of those, by the way, had jump packs. There was a 10-man unit of cultists with the Mark of Korn, um, a 28-man squad of cultists with the Mark of Slanesh. There were Havocs with autocannons, and there were two Chaos Space Marine squads, and each of them had, either it was a Laz Cannon or an autocannon as well. Each of them had Laz Cannons, and yeah. I think one had an autocannon. Yeah, yeah yeah, and then they had a Corn Berserker squad, and they had a Noise Marine squad. And a lot of stuff was in reserve. Almost all of yeah. it. So they had all these deep striking units, and they had, I think they had a com combined total of nine command points, because they were both running base detachments. I think they dropped four right off the rip on units in yeah. reserve, in yeah. forward operatives. But I come up to this list there, the, the table, and I'm just looking at it, and I go, oh my god, I know how to handle this. Because... This list works in waves. There's wave one. You put up all the forward operatives units. They do their job. By turn two, they've melted away, and wave two steps up to the flank. That's going to be your noise marines and your corn berserkers and you know stuff like that, and they're going to work their way up. They're going to do their job. By turns three, they're fading away, and then turns... Uh, I'm sorry, by the end of turn four, they're fading away, and then turns five and six is where the backbone units step up to the plate. That's the 10-man squad of cultists. That's the... Uh, didn't they have a rhino? I think so. 
I feel like there was a rhino for some reason. Yeah, because the, the core berserkers weren't in. Yeah. Um, and then they had, you know, the two tax squads, and they would step up to the plate, and they would go for objectives and stuff like that. And almost as predicted, that's what happened. So, Josh, me and you, we threw up, like, a fire base in the center. You had your tanks, right? Mm-hmm. What did you have? How did you deploy it? So, so what I always deploy is, obviously, paths need to be in between the two tanks. That yep. way I can issue orders. Yep. Um, so they were kind of in the center. And then in front of them, I deployed my Bulgrins. Mm-hmm. So with them, of course, I, I put them four inches above. That way they can't consolidate into my tanks. Mm-hmm. And then in front of them, I had my unit of infantry kind mm-hmm. of being my first line of defense, my yeah. Right? So, and that worked out to about right about middle of our deployment zone, yeah. or at the I'm sorry, at the end of our deployment zone. It looks like the middle in the pictures because I took the 40 cultists I had and went from almost our back left corner all the way up and across and around to the back right corner. Yeah. So I literally just suctioned the table off in it half. It was yeah. It was because yeah yeah. It was it was essentially. They couldn't deploy for our half a table. Exactly. Like we measured nine inches everywhere. Exactly. Was, yeah. And I basically, I was like, I have 40 cultists. Josh, you go to the other side of the table, mm-hmm. and I just threw cultists at you. And I was just like, two-inch yeah. markers. Just measure them two inches apart. Yep. And just daisy-chain them across. And then in the very back left, I had my Chaos Bikers, who I was hoping that I could save for, like, turns five and six and have them jet up the table. I ended up needing them sooner than that, and... So be it. They ended up melting by, I think, turn four. Yeah. But but it's still, it was like, I know this process. But I just remember turn one, we're going, and I'm like, Josh, you kill stuff hard. Kill the noise marines. Kill the corn berserkers. I'll handle the rest. And man, that that first turn was just epic. Because we like, seized, didn't we? We seized on we him. seized. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, that game, I mean, it was one in the, in the I guess, deployment movement. It right, absolutely was. You, you have to make sure that they can't deep strike. Yeah, them. so in this yeah. objective, or in this mission, there were two objectives, kind of dead center of the field, but the field was done hammer and anvil style. So you had to trek up the field a ways to yeah. get it. So I parked my Leviathan as far up as I could. Yeah, and you're in front bull- of my tanks, actually. You're in front of your Bulgrin. Yeah. Or behind your Bulgrin in front of your tanks. Yeah. And so the Bulgrin and my Leviathan just marched up the field towards yeah, it. That was super cool. And these guys were awesome to play, by the way. Like, oh my god, yeah. They were like really into it, like competitive, but still also having a ton of fun. Yeah, like, you know, we, we cheers, we we had a couple of drinks. Yeah, you know, it was it was probably one of the funnest. Yeah, games of the and we were drawing too. a couple of people a crowd too. Granted, I mean, it was a bunch of people that ended up coming from Michigan, but yeah. you know, but it still, it was yeah. like, oh, there's people watching this game. Yeah, dude, that was by far, I think, the most entertaining game that I played there, um, and then. For us, it comes down to the last turn, the last five minutes of the game, and you have your Hellhound shoot down the table, oh, yeah. go and torch the last Corn Berserker to get us two extra points, because it was modified kill points. For every 100 points rounding up, you got a kill point. So that got us two points there, putting you in line breaker, so you scored that as well. Meanwhile, my Leviathan is walking over. He charges with, like... Like, I think the remainder of his 30-man squad occultists, whatever he had left. I think there was, like, 10 of them left or something like that. And I'm like, all right, Overwatch with the Hellflame, because he's, like, six inches away from me. Roll an 11, torch them all. They're just gone. There's, like, nothing left. They didn't make the charge either. They didn't, and yeah, and then what was left didn't make the charge. So in that morale, they failed it, right? Yeah. They drop in their raptors on the far left. The one sorcerer warp times them, jumps them in between my sorcerer and my leviathan. And at this point, I go, oh, here it is. This is how they stop me. They're going to charge my sorcerer, 
but then they'll pile in the two guys that are closer into my Leviathan. He's not going to be able to shoot. I'm not going to be able to bomb the one squad and charge into it to tie it up and then land on the objective. He charges, makes the charge against my, my, my sorcerer in Terminator armor, doesn't declare my Leviathan, and has everything pile into him. And I'm like, I'm just kind of flabbergasted. I'm like, you could, like, I'm like, just thinking to myself, like, you could tie him up. This would, it wouldn't win you the game, but it would not guarantee an O, you know, an O and 50, right? And I'm like, I, I, like, I don't know what to say. And I'm just like, well, I'm, I'm waiting for him to be like, oh, wait, no, I meant to do this. And I was like, at this point, like, do it. Like, call, you know, call it back, whatever. And he never does. And he swings on my sorcerer and he does his attacks. And I have a two-up save. And then I come back at him with four sword and I, I knock him out. And I'm like, we have a chance. We have a chance to get the full points here. I then proceed to move up, shoot his, like, 10-man cult. Oh, no, I shot over them at the... the the, the one tacker, the chaos squad, it was either a chaos squad or it was a havoc squad. There was five of them in the... It was a havoc. Yeah. I shot at them and I killed all but one. And I'm like, that one, he's either going to die to morale or he's not going to matter at this point. And then I go and I go to charge and I charge with my 11-man cultists over here that I had warp time. They had moved up and charged into... What did he have that was sitting out there? It was like a couple of guys, and I just mobbed him. Was it? A, it was a unit of cultists. That's what it was. It was a Cult, speed bump. It was a speed bump. It was yeah. cultists on cultists. And I went in, and they're all my close combat cultists, and they just threw a ton of dice at them and just killed them. And they were done. Um, so they're sitting on top of the, the objective at this point. And then I go, and I look, and I go, oh, my God, I forgot to charge with my Leviathan. And they look up at the clock. They're like, guys, it's game over. Roll your dice. I mean, I'm three inches away from it. I'm like, you guys did not have to do that. Yeah, it's like, totally unnecessary. Seriously, yeah. like, yeah, okay, we would have won the game. But at this point, they're just – and they're like, no, we want to do this. That was this. a game changer, too. And it did yeah. because I roll my dice. I roll, like, a seven or whatever. I make the charge. I do my four attacks. I hit with four. I wound with four. And he fails all four saves. It's cultists. It's a six-up save. Like, they're going to die, most likely. He proceeds to pile them into me, attack to me. I'm, I'm T8, two-up save. He does nothing. We look up. There's 60 seconds left on the clock. He's like, all right, whatever you do, Jeff, don't fail this morale save. Jeff picks up the one dice, rolls a six, fails the morale, and all four of the, oh, the six remain just gone. They're just deleted. Oh. And I'm like... Wait a minute. I felt so bad because it was something that they didn't have to do. They you know? didn't. Like, yeah, it was... and, and because of that, we held both objectives, which means yeah. we got 12 points in the primary instead of getting six and getting yeah. contested for three. And that just that, – I mean, that was it. That clinched the game. Yeah. And it was – oh, my God. That was an awesome game. But they were, they were by far the best guys to play against. They were awesome. that And don't feel too so. bad because the other half of their team uh, straight spanked us. <laughs> <laughs> You know, no, I kind of really, feel happy about yeah. it. You don't have to bring this up. You know, let's, let's not even talk about this four. one. Actually, we should because... Uh, okay, well, first of all, I want to say uh, <laughs> this game would have been a major victory on our side if it wasn't for you. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Starts no. already. I know I'm kidding. Actually, he is kidding. Honestly, because... I, I'm going to take full blame for it because it, it all went downhill in deployment. Yeah, like... And uh, I totally screwed it. When I heard their uh, recap of the game yeah. for the first time just now, like everyone else right now, their deployment was spot on. And we... <laughs> me and you don't get, like... We don't, you don't necessarily get along. Get along. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, we're, we're like, like best friends. We're like... But, no, because I don't okay. like you that much. Well, I'm your best You're friend. like my brother, so, you know? I care about you. 
but I just don't like you. Oh, get out of here. You know you love <laughs> me. I love you, you to love death. Me. But we were just not, you know, this was day two. This is no, the first no, game no, of day two. This is day this one. Is day, this is day one, the third Last game. Oh, the alpha game. yeah. And you guys so, haven't played with each other. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So There's a reason. Yeah. So we weren't cooperating. <laughs> uh, we were bickering the entire <laughs> whole game. If anything, that made up for the... the but whooping we got. Oh, totally. <laughs> but our, our bickering kind of, like, oozed over to our opponent's bickering. Oh, and yeah. then they started bickering oh, with so each other good. where they're, like, debating on whether shooting my blight haulers or my plague drone. And, like, uh, in their personal games, he plays Death Guard and his uh, plague drones always mess his army up. And he's like, no, I'm shooting that that fetid bloat drone because you always mess me up. And it's like, dude, no. And he's like, no. And okay. so our... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so let's back up a little bit. So, was that the strategy? Was yeah, it, <laughs> it, 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 it didn't so work. your opponents and win. No, so okay. So the deployment, like Ian said, it was hammer and anvil, and we had to deploy our entire army before they dropped yeah, so one model on. They the spent how many command? Like seven command points to oh to put everything rough. in reserve right away. So Chris and I were deploying almost blindly, right? Mm-hmm. So, Chris, I think you started off with a. Uh, your haulers up front, right? Yeah. And I was unsure of where to put my robots because there wasn't a good spot to put them. There was a lot of hills on ours, but, you know, a lot of line of sight blocking for all the cultists and whatnot. So I didn't really have a good spot to put the robots, so I kind of just threw them down roughly center. Right. But it wasn't quite good because then I deployed my rangers to each side of them, flanking left and right, and they were a little bit too close. But it also didn't block off enough of their deep striking area. Correct. Which so, they had plenty full. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They had like seven of them. And so then I think with you, you put your rhino up front with the marines in it and mm. uh, the psyker. The sorcerer, yeah. The yep. sorcerer. Yep. And then um, I think I put call somewhere in the back. Yep. Yeah, basically. I can see that. Kind of, kind of try to block off the center, but it wasn't enough it was to a keep terrible them from outflanking. Yeah, it was so, horrible. So I will say this. I looked over at one point, and I was like, oh, like, me and Josh, like, we're feeling really good. We got everything set up. And I look over, and immediately to your left, there is a just mob of people that has somehow gotten into your deployment zone. Exactly. It was what a mess. was that? It was horrible. So it just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what went wrong, what what happened. And I'm, I mostly blame the deployment of my robots and my rangers because I didn't block off our outflank. Yeah, yeah. And they gave them plenty of room to drop in there. They had noise marines. They had cultists. Mm -hmm. They had uh, the obliterators drop in. They had all kinds of stuff. We don't have cultists like Ian has. Mm -hmm. We don't have conscripts like Josh has. We have the weakest bubble wrap going against an army that is designed to get up in your face. It was the yeah. worst mismatch yeah, of the exactly. tournament. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's with me and you, so we start getting <laughs> flustered, start pointing fingers, you know. But I mean, on my end, I, I do it all fun, though. What do you mean? You, you have such a short fuse. I, <laughs> oh, shut, shut up. <laughs> anyway, no, I don't. No, not at all. Shut up. Um, anyways, but, so, it was a kind of a team-building thing, I think, even though we lost it, I lost think, the game... The, the point where your guys were tied up and you, his robots we'll get, were we'll tied up. Okay, go so ahead. So, I also, I think we won the, the roll-off to go first, but I think they seized they on seized us. They seized on us. And then our morale was like, gone. Yeah. We lost it from there. Oh. So, they seized on us, deep struck us in. They killed off my rangers. Both units are rangers. Turn mm-hmm. one. Oh. Um, tied in. They, they consolidated into my robots. Mm. 
and I was locked up. And then, and then yeah. my hero, Knight in Shining Armor, came in. Sean was devastated. I was, I was I devastated, was like, too. Dude, game, turn one, game one, I didn't even move, and game's over. But, you know, you, when you play with your, you know, your ad mech, when you get tied up, you're done. It's yeah. game over. Yep, I'm done. You didn't have that Death Guard player ready. <laughs> Soak it up. I knew we were lost. I knew we were beat. But, Sean, you were heartbroken. I said, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'll get you out of there. Next turn, you'll be shooting like nothing. And sure enough, I did it. Yeah, yeah you did. For sure. I, you dug uh, me out. The rhino that they consolidated in had some plague marines in it that don't do diddly in you know close combat. But uh, my sorcerer was in there, mm-hmm. and he was smiting, and he was casting spells that do mortal wounds on the closest nice. enemy unit. So we got him out of there. And sure enough, we were shooting the next turn. But at that point, it was yeah, far no, too late. Yeah, it was, it was too late. Far yeah. too late. Did you already lock the robots down for the Overwatch? Or? Uh, no, they weren't locked down. Oh, but they they, they, down. they charged his Rhino and consolidated. Consolidated. Yeah, yeah. That's we had a because our because of our horrible deployment, yeah. everything yeah. was so close together. No. Gave them that option to do that yeah. because they were in. A, they deployed. They landed their deep strikers in our deployment zone, and we basically handed yeah. them. That yeah. was the charge to yeah. the Rhino, which I'm sure you were mad about. <laughs> No, I mean... And then they consolidated into your robots, but... But honestly, where I put my they, robots, it was a bad spot. You know, no matter where we put anything, the units that charge any of our units, we're going to wipe that unit and consolidate into your robots. Right, you know, exactly. my five-man play Marine squad wasn't yeah. going to do it, you know? Yeah. And where I put them, it was just a bad spot altogether. I could have picked a better spot, castled up in, like, a In corner. the corner. Yeah. yeah. So the cool thing is, is this guy that was on the team... I wish I could remember his name, but I kind of wanted to forget everything about this game. But, I mean, honestly, I did learn a lot from it. But the guy I played, I actually played him in the uh, championship. Mm. And he was a great player. So much so that his teammate had to leave. I think he had to go home to his family or something like that. Like halfway through the game... The dude played the game all by himself. So it was two versus one. It still crushed us. So bad for our morale. One guy beating both of our asses. And the best part, he had this unit of 20 cultists in our deployment zone. Forgot about him. Oh, the entire game. He didn't do anything with him. And... It still didn't matter. Still, it didn't even matter. He had a whole unit that he wasn't even using. (laughs) So, either way, though, so I learned a lot about that game. I learned a lot about our deployment. And I learned that we are the weakest matchup, uh, spiritually and tactically. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's true anymore. No, No, I don't think so. I think it was a good bonding moment. It was. Um, Um, We didn't have a moment. We shared a moment. Ultimately, Call went out, the last character standing, swinging, and went down. I saw that one. So we were totally tabled. It was 40-0 on Earth. Oh, yeah. 40, 40 on our side. And that that completed my three-game losing streak yeah. team, that day one of uh, the team tournament. So that, ga- that game altogether, both teams combined, it was a tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes. not really that bad, yep. right? Since and, our other half And so team. we did the math on it. So after the first three rounds of the day, our record was a straight tie. Yeah. Because we had... Won by more than six points, lost by six points in the next one, and broke dead even on the other one. Yeah. So it was just a straight goose egg. <laughs> you know, zero balance or ever. Clean slate. Yeah, which was really For cool. day two. Going into yes, day I two. I felt pretty good about that. Yeah. So, oh, who wants to All take right. day two? So mission four. <laughs> mission four. Oh, my head still hurts <laughs> thinking about this one. So who was paired up with this one? What game was it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so this was a late night going into this. Okay. Oh, no, yeah. now, oh, it was me and Ian. 
turn uh, game one, and then it was me and Josh game two. Is that correct? I think it was no, the no, no, it was me and you game one because we were game five. Yeah, that's correct. So before we continue on, so the first three rounds on day one are chosen by the judges who is teamed up within the team. Yeah. On day two, it is captain's choice, but awesome. team captains have to play each other. So this year, Sean, you were the team captain. Oh yeah, and you Woo! pulled a very very intelligent move. I think on this one because wait you, wait wait say that again. You were smart once. <laughs> yes. It you, happened once, people. You heard it. So, no, you you actually pulled a very smart move. So, honestly, the reason that we chose you as team captain, in my opinion, you guys back me up, please, was totally just random. We were basically looking for someone to be the team Wait, captain. What? It was because I didn't want to go look at the peer, pairings oh, come in on. the line and Give be around them. No. Charisma? <laughs> Good looks? The beard. The beard? The beard. It's really the beard. Okay. The Thank beard. you. Thank you. Okay, so... <laughs> The team captain, though, um, in this is the only person that can take a Lord of War slot. So if we were going to go up against Gilliman, Mortarian, mm -hmm. um, some kind of super heavy, whatever, the team captain has to go up against it. Which means you either brought one yourself or you had something to deal with it. Yeah. Which turns out, you did. Robots. Yeah. Oh, man. So you were playing Admex, you had your robots, which was, I think it was kind of just a lucky coincidence, but you did have the right firepower, so to speak, to handle yeah. it. Yeah. But you chose so the, going in there. You chose it. the matchups, though. So yeah. why did you choose them the way you did? So I chose the map uh, matchup. I chose you to to be on my team mm -hmm. because he had a Forge World Lord of Skulls. No, it was a Chitin. It's not the. It's it, not well, the oh, I guess it is technically Forge World, but it is the. It is a on the top. It is a Corn uh, Lord of Skulls. The bottom looks like an Imperial Knight. It is the Chitin. That's his official name. That okay. is the Chitin. K Y T. So, anyways, I didn't think. Any anybody else had the ability to take him out other than your dreadnought? Yeah. So okay, time out real fast. So at Adepticon, there's this really cool thing where you can drink lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of alcohol for like just no reason. And I decided that Saturday night was the night I was gonna do it. I don't know how I got out of that bed, dude. I had a ringer arranged for Ian. I swear <laughs> to God, dude. I had someone studying Alpha Legion. Because I did not think he was going to make it. <laughs> oh, and sure man. enough, Ian got his ass out of bed like a boss <laughs> and came to that game. And what did you do? Uh, I, made a, I made a small tactical error, but mm -hmm. that was okay. So anyway, so I get up to this table and I'm looking at the mission going like, I, sure, it, it's a mission. We're going to play this. Like, I don't even feel like eating. Don't look at me like the right <laughs> way, please. You know. And Sean's like, your Leviathan can take this thing on. And I'm like, my Leviathan can handle a chitin? What are you, high? And so I'm like, oh, you know what? We're in a tournament. Hey, can I see the rules for the chitin? Oh, yeah, no problem. Pulls him over. So the chitin... Uh, when it degrades, it degrades its, uh, God, I feel bad because I don't really remember. I think it's its ballistic skill and weapon skill and its strength degrade, but nothing else does. The sucker moves 10 inches and if it advances, it advances 2d6 additional. So this thing hauls an average of 17 inches across the table a turn. Uh, it's gun, it can like always shoot the, the closest model, even if, as long as they're infantry or whatever, it's like a big Gatling gun. And then it swings, I think like five to eight times. And each time it does six damage at negative four or negative five. I'm like, this thing is just nuts. But it, what it did have and what you were right on is that it was toughness eight with a three up save and a five up invulnerable save and 22 wounds. Right. My Leviathan's guns, when shooting at a vehicle, titan, or monstrous creature, become 
flat five damage mm -hmm. at strength nine, negative five. Yeah. So I was taking out his armor save, which means he had to rely on his invulnerable save. And each hit that I could get through the wound was doing five damage. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. I think you're right. I think we can pull this off. I have to be a little bit more conservative than I would ever play, and I have to try to focus down this one thing, but I think I can handle it on my own. So turn one, our setup, um, they have a unit of cultists that they're putting into forward operatives. I've got mine. We end up rolling off of that, and I win the roll off, and yeah. I'm like, perfect. What I'll do is, is I will bubble wrap the whole table and force them to deploy in their deployment zone. Mm -hmm. So once again, yeah. Sean, here you go. Here's 20 yeah. cultists. Let's two inch march this all the way across this table. And we went from one corner to the opposite corner and curving into their deployment zone yeah. from the way they this deployed. This was Dawn of War too. It went across the entire yeah. deployment zone. It stretches, man. And then it fanned out in spots too so that it would, you know, right. really... We got the centers filled and everything else. So the guy's like, alright, so seeing as you've done all this math, where can we place our models? And I'm like, your deployment zone. Because <laughs> yeah. he did. He had literally a corner in the, in this back deployment zone. Um and then we ended up getting the first turn because we had less number of drops. They failed the siege. They rolled a five. I don't remember how I remember that. but um, <laughs> And I'm like, okay, so here's the plan. My Leviathan needs to move forward. I have to prescience him, and I have to keep my Chaos Lord nearby to reroll once because I need every hit to count because his guns only shoot heavy D3 because it's not a ton of models, so I'm not getting all my bonus D3s. Right. So it's two D3 shots. So I do that. Uh, you move up your robots and immediately yeah. lock them down. Because we had to advance. So I needed yeah. to get out of our deployment That's zone. That's right. So we had to get out of our deployment zone. and um, These uh, ones were fixed, actually. Yeah, these ones were fixed. Everybody had advanced lead from the front and vanguard, which okay. all three we were fantastic at, or should have been. Here's where I messed up, and I didn't realize this till about turn four. But I strung up my cultists. I decided to not move them in the movement phase because I thought they had deep strikers, which I should have just asked because right. they could have told me they didn't. And then I also did not charge with them. Mm -hmm. That's bad because what that does is it gives them a movement phase that they can move forward and then shoot through. It basically, it gave them six inches, yep. give or take, um, because I could have moved six inches and then charged. So I would have held them right at where they were. But that's okay. But it's, it happened, right? So my Leviathan moves up. I look at the sucker. I go, let's do prescience. I get prescience off. He tries to deny it and fails. And then I do, I've got my Chaos Lord there. But I, I roll my 2d3 and I roll 5. And I'm like, perfect. That should be enough that I can get through. If all 5 mm -hmm. get through, it's 30 damage. He's not living this. The 5 go to roll to hit. I hit with... All five, because he hits on twos, re-rolling ones. And then I wound him on threes. And out of the five, I wounded him four times. I'm like, that's fine. Yeah. That's 20 damage. He rolls and he gets two fives. I'm like, all right, it is what it is. But I still did 10 damage flat yeah. to him and cut mm -hmm. him down. So the next turn, I'm like, what he's going to do is he's going to move up. He's going to bump into my cultist line. He can't do anything. I'll make sure to pull from the edges so that the, the center core is still there. Yeah. And he won't be able to get over. And what does he do? The other guy move or he disembarks basically the 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 sisters of the, the, the Dominion sisters yeah. with four melting guns, moves them up and puts them in half range of my Leviathan yep. and just five melting guns. Flap! Yeah. And got my Leviathan oh, and he was yeah, gone. Sure. And so because my <laughs> cultists weren't in the way and weren't able to slow or impede that movement, yeah. they didn't speed bump, like yeah. Chris said. Yeah. That gave them an extra move that we didn't have to defend against. Right. Yeah. So it goes back into our turn. We look at each other and Sean, you're like, well, I guess I need to kill that. 
blessing, right? <laughs> and you just like, well, I'm locked down. Let's wrath of Mars. Yep. How many dice did you roll into that thing? Oh, so I put, I emptied all five robots into it. <laughs> so when they're locked down, that's 90 shots. Oh my god! And that was the turn they didn't move, so they're hitting on fours, re-rolling. Yes. So of those 90, I brought, I had um, was that 80 percent? Yeah. 80 percent of them hit. So, I don't know, 60? Yeah. 60, 70 hits. And then you did Wrath of Mars. And then I did Wrath of Mars. So and how does that I work? was only wounding on fives, but sixes count as additional mortal wounds. Right. I rolled, uh, because of 60, mm-hmm. um, what's that, 25? Yeah. 25 sixes? Well, you rolled no. exactly 12 sixes. Yeah, I rolled 25 hits. left. Yeah, and half of those were 12s. Yeah. So, oh, mortal wounds alone killed, killed it. Which was on like, the nose. Yeah. That was good. And then it did not blow up. But from there, it kind of just went downhill. Yeah. Uh, you so, can explain the rest. <laughs> yeah. So um, after that, I, I mean, it kind of, it started out okay, but then mm. it just slowly fell apart, right? Because yeah. they had so much firepower. All those melters so were tying through things. Yeah. Not only did they have firepower, but they had bodies. They had lots, they of, had bodies. lots, they had of, lots of bodies of... that we couldn't keep up with. Yeah. They had uh, lots so. of cultists and they had mm. lots of... Uh, Infantry guy. I yep. think, I'm not sure if they were astromilitarium or were they... Uh... No, it was there was two squads of cultists. There was a 10-man squad, which we mopped up okay. I think they were... They were there converted. was like a 20-man of cultists on the one side. They had three bikers, but I think I took care of them right away. And then he had the four Havoc sitting on top of the building. And they were, they were running the uh, um, custodians and, as well. Uh, that's what got me. Yeah, yeah. You smacked those... Those bikers around pretty good. Right. But it was the shield captain I couldn't Stupid touch. shield captain. He kept yeah. playing bumper yeah. cars with my chaos lord on a bike. Sure. So he yep. would charge up. I've got a four up and vulnerable save. And I'm like, okay, I have to roll this one at a time because it does D3 damage. Does he have a three up and vulnerable? He does. Yep. Sure. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, well, I can hit you back with my power fist, but it's not going to do much. And I would yeah. basically, I would get away with one wound to like dealt. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh God, I'm still alive. All right. So then I would fall back. You would shoot at it with snipers. And we do maybe a wound to him. Right, yeah. Maybe. And then he would just charge again. Yeah. And he would charge my Chaos Lord. And every time it was just sounds, rinse, yeah. wash, yeah. repeat. Yeah, and he did a good job with it. Oh, it was, and yeah. the thing is, your biker was our vanguard. Yeah. Right? We needed him in the back road. Yep. And you just couldn't get away from that guy. No. You couldn't get him away. And then you knew if you went back there... They had enough sitting back there to yeah. take them out. Anyway. So they also had so. five retributors uh, for Sisters of Battle mm-hmm. um, with the heavy bolters. So he was activating them, getting them to shoot twice a turn, which was really good. Yeah. yeah. So my favorite part, though, is after turn one, our mm-hmm. turn, they were like, well, this game's over. Yeah. We can lose with dignity now. And we're like, dude, what are you talking about? Let's play it out. Yeah. And ever since turn two, it got worse. And worse. And worse. And, and worse. worse. You put your and eggs just, in one bag. Yeah. And they yeah. just, we just kept, they kept picking them off. Yeah. Like yep. the robots were slowly fading away because they were locked down. I didn't have my plus one to save. Yep. So all the melta guns going into them and everything, it was just picking them away one yeah. by one. And melta guns, it was the one shield captain with the melta missile on. Yeah. That yeah. sucker yep. killed a robot a turn. Yeah. And then uh, one got him to chain, blow up, and kill another one and do yep. mortal wounds yep. into that one. And it was just, it was just nasty. It was <laughs> it was pretty funny, like how it was happening. Like yeah. it was just falling apart. And there was yeah. nothing we could do about and, it. And so here I'm sitting, turn end of turn four. I'm watching this kind of unfold, and I go, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! What's going wrong here?" Because now I've actually, after the first three games, I've learned the analysis of the game. There's an ebb and flow to this game that you can watch, and it's crazy mm-hmm. when you pick it up. 
So turns one and turns two, there's the alpha strike and there's the defense against the alpha strike. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there, you're going to have this group of units that do this thing. There's the pressure units that go up, that hit, that do all the damage. There's the units that receive that damage that then have something else step up, retaliate, do the damage back and, and rewash. And so by turn three, those units are all gone and the next level has stepped up to the plate. Yeah. All right. And that's where like, Chris, you're my fellow bike haulers. They step up to the plate. They can deal the damage. They can take the hits. You know, that's where my chaos bikers can move up and get into position, things like that. And they'll deal with each other. And then by the end of turn four, those units are gone. And what do we have left? We'll have like a rhino left. We'll have like, you know, 11 cultists because they've been ignored all game mm -hmm. or whatever. So they're going to like quick run over and grab objectives and mm -hmm. stuff. And here we are at the bottom of four and our... We are into that next wave, and they have units that aren't even touched yet. Yeah, and I'm like, yep. what did what went wrong? And looking back at it, in game two with you, Chris, and game four with you, Sean, I made the exact same mistake. I didn't Cultist. charge with the cultists. Yep. I didn't get that extra movement to speed bump them that extra turn, so that they had to deal with them or they had to fall one back and couldn't shoot. It was that one more turn, and I was like, man, the second I saw that, it was just like enlightening. I was like. <laughs> oh my god, this just happens. It right? works. Yeah. It was nuts. So, it learned a lot in yeah. that game. Yeah. And uh, we ended up getting tabled, right? Yeah, we did. So, by the time it, it is, it's like turn five. We look at each other. <laughs> we have... Call, call my sorcerer and a single robot oh, yeah. left. That's so funny. And we just look at each other and go, let's help you get points. <laughs> we just, <laughs> yeah. no, move so, over here. You should charge this, you know. Yeah, I mean, they were, they were so good about yeah. it. You know, yeah. they, were good, they were great guys. They actually ran, the name's slipping me now, but they, do, they, they did their own podcast. Yeah, their own podcast. Oh, nice. I'm sorry. I left all of my notes yeah, at home. Yeah. Yeah, so, I apologize and, uh, about that. You know, after we, we were talking, after we got our butts kicked, yeah. we were talking, and they were really awesome guys. They had an amazing display. I think yeah. they won. So they had an awesome display. No, they didn't win. They were actually offered to be in the uh, showcase. Okay. Yeah. But the judge that had talked to him beforehand had told him to go ahead and pack it up because they didn't need oh, to yeah, judge it right. anymore. Awesome. And then the judges oh. went back around to view and they're like where's your display and they're like you told us to put it away oh. and so it was drama on the scene That's and it was kind of That's so sad. their team was super cool it was Trazen's locker nice. and yeah. what it was was it was one guy played Necrons with Trazen the Infinite yep. and then other guys were all of the different things that he had captured so on their display board they had these vaults that spun with all the units lit up with LEDs in them but they put like scatter dice and templates and like old blast marks like all that nice. cool stuff from the prior editions yeah. on their display board i actually so, uh they messaged us uh after the tournament oh, and okay. uh they've already are planning their next display board and okay. i was like details yeah, they're yeah. like nope we don't we don't reveal until we reveal. I was like, you know totally what? legit. True. Man. Respect, so respect. Legit. So yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing we'll their podcast. Yeah, in the show I was notes. gonna say we'll put yeah. all that in the show yeah. notes and make They're sure to awesome. cover. Yeah. Make sure to check them out. So, all right. So, Sean, that was mine and your games. Dude, How did you guys do, dude? This we was did decent. This yeah, was, was like the best game we played. I felt like yeah. it was two war salty generals like doing war. Like we. Played that mission we so well. well. Yep, we worked together well. No, no bickering, Sean. Nope. That's no, not, no. You guys weren't game. So again, these guys were awesome to play against. Yes. Um, essentially, it was Necrons and Astro Militarum versus my Astro Militarum and Chris's Death, Death Guard, Guard. Right. Yep. So, um, it was you know like Dawn of War deployment. So you know we had the twelve inch up horizontal. Um, they deployed with 
they had a Punisher on the end. Uh, no tank commander, just regular Punisher. They had some mortar teams in veteran squads. I think they were, right? Yeah. And then they had a Chimera with a multi-laser in a veteran squad. Um, and then they had, uh, I think they had a Hellhound, a Hellhound with a multi-melter. Yep. Right? And yep. uh, Yeah. And, that, and then the other guy had Necrons, Command Barge. Mm-hmm. There was... Um, Oh, I don't. Oh, I couldn't so name it. Yeah, here's you, the you here's know. the thing that tripped me up. So I was watching their models as they were pulling them yeah. out, and I saw a Tomb Stalker on there, and that's the yep. Forge World Millipede looking thing. And I'm like, I honestly, I don't know what it does, but I know it's better in close combat than in shooting. But it does have guns. Yep. And I was basically like, guys, like if you can, just throw little tie stuff at it and tie it up. Right. Just let it chew on yeah. things, right? And then we get over there, and I'm like, hey, can I see the rules for it? He's like, yeah, if you want, I guess. I'm like, well, aren't you playing with these? He's like, no, we were going to use it as a count as command barge, but they wouldn't let us do it because uh-huh. you measure to and from the base on the command barge, not the hull, even though it looks like it's one of those models where you should measure yeah. to and from the hull. So the footprint of the hull was the same as the tomb stalker, mm. but not because of the base. So they end up having to put out a... a Command barge, but they had yeah, the command gotcha. barge. They had two annihilation barges and a triox stalker and a triox stalker. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then you know some warriors and and this is a stuff. game that we went second on, and I honestly thought that is a huge advantage in a, these progressive missions because on turn one they would move on to the objective. Yeah, we could see which objectives they go on, and and then yeah. like there was turns that I spent most of my firepower shooting scarabs off objectives, leaving the big you know scary guys. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't get, uh, you know, victory points, yeah. and we did that like every turn to one of their units and yeah. shot them down. And it was, you know, a, you know, you never think that going second would be an advantage, but I honestly think that going second in progressive missions mm-hmm. is the way to go. Just so you know how to take things off the objectives, you have the advantage on that. Yeah. So here, let me explain that real fast. So the objectives there were. A total of five on the table, three in the middle, and then two kind of kitty corner from that center objective. And at the beginning of battle round two, Mm -hmm. if you had a unit that was on top of it, you scored one point for each objective you held. So what you're talking about is is basically you would let them sit on the objective and then blast them off. No matter what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And that was – that's brilliant. And we – and at – like we were kind of like – on the wrong, like your um, tanks with the uh, what's the Gatling cannon? The Punisher. Yeah. Punisher. Punisher. Like we had to kind of switch sides. Yeah, we had and it a little bit. We did it flawlessly. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I deployed the Hellhound beautiful. off to the right though, which worked wonderfully because he has his mortar set up behind a hill. Mm-hmm. The Hellhound just raced up the field, <laughs> killed off the two mortar teams within the the two turns, and they had Creed back there too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Creed. Yeah, Creed. Who ran? Oh my God, he ran five feet. Five feet. <laughs> <laughs> he would order. He would issue orders to run, run, so he could get line breaker on our ass. Yeah, yeah. and he was the warlord. And he was the warlord. <laughs> he so we never got to slay the warlord. Oh. One room left. That was that was awesome. Yeah. That was absolutely it was awesome. great to yeah. see Creed, Creed the yeah. football player. Yeah, I didn't know he was Kenyan, but he yeah. you, know, <laughs> you know, he was puffing it, dude. Uh, well, do you know, Fat Creed can run like <laughs> he's a husky. <laughs> Them husky guys can move. But no, that was like the best. I feel like we played. So smart. We played the yeah. mission. We didn't play the player. Exactly. And, I, and we did good. Exactly. We had good target priority. We killed off the, the command barges. for, Or not the command barges. The annihilation the, the barges. Annihilation barges yeah, I warned you guys about those because they don't degrade. Yeah, they, they were tough, man. So, yeah. what so we killed the... off one turn one and then killed off the second turn two. And then we started killing off the, the, the triops. Yeah. What was that mechanic that uh, would 
depending on the damage you dealt to it, they would roll a d6 oh. and negate it. So they got Quantum us on a couple. They got us on a couple rough. of last cannon shots yeah. on that. And if we would have known that, we would have done better. Yeah. Uh, but we quickly realized that yeah, was the issue, and we we started. Re- yeah. It was it was the greatest game I've ever played with a teammate. <laughs> it's such a compliment. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, shot, oh, shot, Come on, there's a synergy, you know? know, Yeah, but it's not about synergy. But our fifth game, as a segue, (laughs) is uh, we didn't play together (laughs) for a second time. Weird, right? Yeah, weird how that works. Yeah. So I think for that game, we had what, a minor victory or was it major? Didn't we table them? Yeah, Yeah. it did end up being 40 0 because Creed got line breaker, but they also. We also got pretty good on the progressive objectives. We were scoring right. more than them each turn. And we also got all the secondaries, um, pretty much all the tertiaries, because we got First Blood and Line Breaker, but not Slay the Warlord. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so you guys got 40? Mm-hmm. We got, you were, if you didn't, you were really close. We were close. I think it was and 40. We yeah. prevented them from getting the full 40, because we had just enough points that we were like... like we so it was a tie then. We no, I think they no, won. Actually. They won by like oh, one bad. point oh, as a team. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. So it was like, had we lost more, like it would have been real right, bad. Yeah. But. Okay. Excellent games though. Yeah. yeah I, game. And the fluff around the Ashmel Tarm army was awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he took it right out of the book. He took a couple minutes to explain it to us, which is was that really Outpost cool. One Hundred and One or something? It might have been. Yeah. But I mean, he had painted up the same. It was oh, that's like cool. Very fluffy. He had like yeah. the veterans all kid out mm-hmm. the same. It was. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. One thing I will say too, for the most part, most of the armies that we played against, they put some time into these oh, yeah, armies. Man. You know, and and not like no, I'm not talking like golden demon winning, right? But I'm talking like they did more than just base coat shades and dry brushing. Yeah, not tournament. Yeah, yeah. everyone cared about their army. They you really that. did. You know, that was a the, part of them. The guys that we played against, I don't know if they did it on yours or not, but their bases were like like galaxy swirls and sparkles oh, under wow. because they were coming out of the vault. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So it, cool. when I first looked at it, I was like, this is kind of a weird They all base. had like those uh, Necron like crystals on the yes. bottom too. Yeah. So they were all blue. Uh, so yeah. We had those on our yeah. side too. Yeah. Nice. So I was like, that's super cool. Yep. So, yeah. all right. So that was game four. Huh? Game five. Yeah. So yeah. we've got one more game. Oh, Sean, you looked up. Actually, you found them on the Facebook page, right? Yeah. So they're the sepulchral or sepulchral something or other. What it, where'd it go? You know, I yeah. can't read. So, Josh? Um, can you pronounce that? I think Sepul- Sepulcher? Yeah. Sepulcher of Heroes? We're, we're bad at pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. But they are on Facebook and they've got yeah. a thing. We'll post it in the show notes. The, the link yeah. is better than our pronunciation. Okay. <laughs> to he, so. Oh, to wait. Ha. Before we move on, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm looking at their list real quick. Doom Rider. We need to mention him. Doom Rider? The, their biker. Oh, oh, that's oh, right. Doom Rider. We so, got to bring him up real quick because did, he yeah. was amazing. So what they did was they had a Chaos Lord on a steed of Slanesh with a power sword. That's not what the model looked like at all. Not at all. <laughs> it was an old bloodthirster, the metal one. Rigged up on a cross between a hell cannon and like a skull cannon, a skull yeah. cannon, yeah. And he made it look like he was riding a giant chopper. It was like he a, looked cho- like yeah, it was on a ghost rider, dude. He looked ghost rider from the yeah. from the movie. Yeah. Like, so their callback amazing. was is that he was Doom Rider because for some of you, if you don't know, Doom old Rider school. was an old second to third edition Chaos model that was like a crazy Chaos Lord on a bike that would just. It was very. It was like if you took that second edition model and then like updated it with future things, it would be like a very close like representation yeah. of 
what it would look like today. It was super cool. It was yeah. very cool. All right, now All we right. can move on. I had to bring it up. Okay, so before we move on, we have one more mission. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll announce how we did and how that mission went. All right, and we're back. So we're going to continue on our journey of Adepticon team tournament, and that leaves us at team uh, mission five, which is uh, called... Shut up and shut down, and that's exactly what Josh and I did. Uh, shut up and shut down. Uh, this game, for uh, I get to cho- cho- choose. Excuse me. Um, who was teamed up Chan now? Choices. Yeah. Get out of here. Choice. So, anyways, choice. Um, choice. I think I just wanted to switch it up. And Josh and I were basically like the dream team. So I wanted my my partner. Yeah, you know, you didn't want any bickering in that last yeah. game. Yeah, well, you know, Chris is a special snowflake. I, <laughs> I, I will step in and say that I actually wanted to try the, the Chris and Ian combo with seven command points yeah. and rock yeah. it. And then, yeah. then you guys were Battleforged, yeah. so you should rock we it. Had nine all command all I want to say is, uh, Sean, uh, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> team captain. Uh, team, team Go to hell, team, team captain, sir. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So, um, so we went up against Sisters and Custodies. Yes, Josh we and did. I did. Yeah. And um, it was a it was an interesting setup. So this one, um, modif- the secondary objective was modified kill points. The tertiaries were the same through all of them. Slay the Warlord, First Blood, and Linebreaker. Vanguard deployment. And the uh, the objectives were, uh, what was it? There was six Just objective markers. Objectives, yeah. You basically play, randomly place them. I think Honestly, I was setting them out. We just put it. It was evenly. really even. It was just like yeah. three on one side, three on the other. Pretty yeah. much. And I love it when it goes that way. The train was very yeah. even. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't even know if we actually went through the. Yeah, train I think we setup. just left it how it was. Yeah, it, was, it just looks so even, right? So I'm, I'm gonna jump in real fast. Me and Chris walk up to the table and we're like, "So let's just like move stuff around." <laughs> I just we just started pushing stuff around. The other guys are like, "Well, we should probably roll off for that." So we rolled off for terrain and deployment zones and started deploying and then went. Chris, you were like, uh, I think we need to put objectives oh, down. Yeah, we didn't. We did it all. We did it all. Back so, so as a team effort between us and them, we were like, hey, let's put one in each deployment zone and the rest sure. of them in the middle yeah. of the, like no man's land. So. Oh, great, good job, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm always like, Batman rules, anyways. We yeah. all just stay on yeah. the same side. I yeah, love exactly. It. I hate moving around. I love Batman rules. <laughs> I almost past. wanted to like switch sides, so like we had half our team on one side of the row and then the other, but. That event, yeah. No, no that's just you, you are the Joker. You yeah. just want to watch sorry, the have, world. Yeah, burn. exactly. <laughs> you should man. know that by now. Holy cow! I anyway, so like I that. didn't. I reserved myself and stayed on the same time as my team, reluctantly. Okay, so um, <laughs> anyway, so this one actually, I mean, it was Dream Team, right? So we we set up. I think they rolled and they won first turn, um, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we got this." And they had like all their flamers and. I don't know the sisters' names of them all, but they had a mm-hmm. uh, big unit of bikes. They had Shield Captain again. That was a very common theme mm-hmm. through this tournament. I know yeah. we saw a lot of it. Um, and then sisters, yeah. too, are, they're, they're pretty brutal. I know from you guys maybe have seen that battle report with uh, Mike. Eric. 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 Yeah. Do I, keep, oh, yeah. I, I call them Alpha Mike. Alpha Strike. Yeah. I keep doing that. So, Eric, anyways, and uh, they're brutal. Yeah. So, um, we ended up stealing. We seized <laughs> on them. And who rolled that one? I think it was me. Okay. I think I. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just waiting for Josh to just. Go. Yeah, I think I think I did. I can't remember off the top of my head, but we ended up stealing it, and uh, just like the look of defeat on their face after that. St- that well, I mean, you go against you know, and it's like you know? yeah. And so, um, basically, we did just what Josh and I do. We moved up, 
in shot. And uh, I, because we had nine command points, it was amazing. I could move my robots, lock them down in one turn, and then Wrath of Mars. And so whatever I point at, it's gone. And they had, I don't even know what it's called. And you know, it's a, it's a large tank with two flamethrowers on the it's top. It's the Immolator. Immolator, which I imagine is pretty destructive. It looked pretty mm-hmm. brutal. Yeah, it's Immolator Flamers. I didn't give it a chance. I pointed at it and blew it up. <laughs> Turn one. And, and uh, Josh, you did the same thing for, for some things on, on their side. There was uh, three rhino, the, the rhinos with the guns on them. Yeah, no, they're just two regular rhinos that are coming at us with sisters inside, yeah. and they had a couple meltas in it. Yeah, right? so like we don't want those getting close yeah. to my team. Nope. And then on top of the hill, they had a sister squad mm-hmm. with meltas with like it had like a twenty-four inch range on meltas. Multi meltas. It's a yeah, probably a retributor squad. With yeah, yeah. retributor. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so Seems that like a was mismatch. just annihilate my tanks too. Mm-hmm. So like I moved up the Punisher to get range of those, and then the. Ooh, plasmas. that's risky. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. It, we, yeah. we got lucky. And then the plasmas were shooting at, I think, the other rhino, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, I think Because so. they still had, the Custodes player had his bikes and Captain, I think, in reserve. How many yeah. bikes did he have? I think he had six or seven. Yeah. So well, because it, it, it looked like a lot six of, bikes, of the yeah. Valeris and then yeah. one shield Captain yeah. on a yeah. bike. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that was turn one. Then turn two, they basically... Didn't have any troop, any vehicles anymore other than the bikes. Well, yeah, because we killed off. Yeah, you know, the Punisher actually did kill off the uh, the sisters that were up on the hill, mm-hmm. and then they rolled a six for the morale. Oh, yeah, so that yep. just annihilated. Yep. Yeah, they only had a handful left. Yeah, just, so we got lucky there. Yeah, yeah, so then in their turn, they uh, they brought the bikes in mm-hmm. naturally, and they 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 aimed them at my knight or my robots. Yep, mm-hmm. I saw that and um, overwatched them. Mm-hmm. Killed a couple. And uh, he failed the charge, oh, which was detrimental yeah, to that. Yeah, bad death yeah. rolls the whole game. Yeah, unfortunately. it was just yeah. Yep, and then I think over on your side they did a lot. They did a lot of shooting. They still had a lot of firepower. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of meltas and whatnot. But they only did scratches to your vehicles. I yeah, think. you didn't. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so their turn one was pretty lackluster compared to the destruction that we did. Turn one. Yeah. Um, and then turn two, I had lockdown robots that didn't move. So. I think I pointed at like three units. Mm-hmm. Or no, 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 no. I actually Wrath of Mars again because we had, I could actually do it three times. Oh, and command my. points are useful. Yeah, right? Hey. And Josh didn't really need them that much. No. So he had a couple. I think he used a few. I used like two um, rerolls and they didn't even matter. And so I Wrath of Mars again at the bikes. <laughs> and he actually managed to pull off a lot of saves. I didn't get as many mortal wounds. And I think out of the six, there was two left. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of unusual. Usually, I wipe him out with yep. it. But he got he it was, you know, he he sold a couple left at the end of our turn too, um, and not many bodies left on the table after that. There was a few sisters scattered here and there. Yeah. And uh, his the shield captain, mm-hmm. and um, he had a big unit, a big something big in the back. Oh, the big lady Celestine. Oh yeah, yes. Celestine. The she big was still lady. Wars. Yeah. She charged into the yep. Bulgrins. What, like turn two, turn three? Yeah. Charged into the Bulgrins. The didn't manage to kill them all. I backed up the Bulgrins and then just unloaded. Them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we killed yeah. her. And Josh she, killed her. She came in the next turn and you know yeah. she deployed way off and just ended yep. up charging infantry. She spent the rest, the rest of the game, game like cowering in the corner. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so then their turn three again, it was just pretty lackluster because they didn't have a whole lot. They did. They had some melta and whatnot. Um, yeah. I don't. I think he did end up getting the charge with the two bikes. 
Yeah, he and then the charge. Bulgrins came in and got no, him. No, the Bulgrins never even went in because they ended up dying somehow. Oh, you smited him. I smited, smited him on bad because we didn't want... The robots couldn't back They couldn't up, move for anything. But and yeah, I was going to bring Cole around like, to charge, and you were able to smite him out of combat before I could even... Exactly. Because I think there was only one left at that yeah, point. Yeah, that was so a good move. move. I only had like one or two wounds yeah. left. And I had two powers, essentially smite, and then um, another one. I forget the exact name of it, but I could... You know, wounded on a two up, on a three up, four up for mortal wounds, right? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, worked pretty well. Yep. So it, it, I mean, it was just, it was, it was gross. Yeah. Really. I mean, I felt kind of awful. Like I, I hate those games where we're just like, yeah, everything goes our way. Nothing yeah. kind of goes their way. I mean, and, uh, they, they would roll for morale. They'd roll six. They'd roll for their saves. They'd roll. Right. Wins it was just, it was just tough. Yeah. It was rough. And especially, tough. I think it was their first Adepticon team. Tournament too, mm-hmm. their team tournament, and so like uh, they said that, and I'm like, yeah, hopefully oh. it didn't put bad teams. You know, but, yeah, um, so Fun guys to play though, good yeah. guys, and it, and it basically ended up keep going, kept going that way. Mm-hmm. It and the ending was kind of comedic though, because what what happened is uh, they ended up taking all of their units and running to the complete opposite corner. Now this was a, a vanguard deployment, mm-hmm. and um, they ran to the to the very opposite corner that I was castled up in. Yeah. So my robots were out of range for like four turns, three turns. In line of sight blocking terrain, so we couldn't see In line of sight blocking. But tanks. Tanks. Are tanks so move awesome. They're fast. <laughs> I saw all three of my tanks. They sat on three objectives. Um, and then eventually they had the bottom of the turn, right? Because we went first. So on the bottom of their turn, they eventually came out. They contested one objective and then they killed off my hellhound to get one objective, right? But it still ended up being, what, 40? Yeah, so it was, so ended up for us 40, yeah. you know. And uh, it was a fast game, too. It was yeah. like an hour and a half. Yeah, it was a real quick game. It was mm-hmm. done. Because, I mean, yeah, I, remember I, I went right. and got food and was walking around, checking mm-hmm. stuff out. And I came back and the other half of the team was still playing. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, uh, We were playing hard, though. Yeah. We were, yeah. yeah. The, the team we played against had a lot of deep strike reserve. Oh, so they yeah. were dragging the game on by keeping their okay. deep strike. So, gotcha. But, yeah. So what happened in your guys' game? So in our game, we played up against an, uh, a full Tempest of Scions army and then a Imperial Fist Space Marines army. So this was actually kind of cool to see this, this kind of interaction between the two armies. So the Imperial Fist guy, he had two Razorbacks with a couple of squads of guys in him with double uh, assault cannons. He had um, a Storm Raven with twin assault cannons, hurricane bolters, the missiles, the whole nine. And then he had a librarian on a bike and he had a unit of bikers. And I feel like there was one other character unit that was on the table, like an ancient or something, but I, I don't remember. I it. don't think there was an ancient. No. But anyway, so that's what they had. And then the Tempestus guy, he's got, he had five troop units. He had two um, Tempester primes and he had a Tempestus command squad. And he also had two Cobra commander, commanders <laughs> that were the coolest things. The two coolest figures I saw was the red Cobra commander and the red Cobra commander. The, the and they Cobra put Cobra. some beat down on my play green. And I had to like... I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> so yeah, he took his for his uh, his Tempestor Primes. He had converted them out of Cobra Commanders that were the exact scale, That's like they awesome. were perfect. Yeah. He painted them well. He gave them command rods, so they had them like tucked un- tucked under the arm. Nice. It was it was great. That was awesome. GI Joe. Yeah. So it was sweet. Yeah. Um. But then he also had. 
four Torox Primes with double gats oh. with uh, the twin uh, hotshot volleys and storm bolts. And what was the thing that if you roll a six, you get an additional? That is because of their regiment trait. Because right. they were Tempest of Science fully, every time they got a six to hit, it gained an additional dice to attack with that weapon. It happened a lot. Dude, he did it a lot. Luckily, <laughs> now, I was so nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Some might say disgusting. Yeah. yeah. But I like the I like the term uh, so nasty. Yeah. So what we decided to do is because we did split it diagonally for the vanguard. Chris took kind of the midfield of the table. I actually parked my Leviathan pretty close to the board edge, but facing the middle of the table. Um, I hid my bikes on the far right side with my Chaos Lord, which that may or may have not been a good choice, but it worked out in the end. And then I took my big Chaos Bomb of Cultists, and I did my command point, and then I threw them up on the far left side, because on the far left side, they had three bikers and their warlords sitting there. Oh, and I go, I'm going to get first blood on those bikers, and I'm going to tie up the warlord, if not kill him. And so when I deployed them, I put the big brick on the far left, but then I daisy-chained back about 18 inches. So there's just like these like six guys, two inches apart, that go back, and you're like, what is this weird fishtail? Then I dropped in my sorcerer after had moving everything. He was within three inches of Chris's blight haulers to warp time them, but within eighteen inches to prescience oh, them because nice. he's he's a heretic Astartes. So they synergy. Move, no way. I'm uh, cool. Right. So he moves twenty inches the first turn with his my fedic blight haulers. Parks him right in the middle of the table in a ruin. So he's just full line of sight, able to just shoot at all the vehicles with multi melters oh, and man. oh, that was great. And my cultists, I got the prescience off. I did the plus one to hit. I used veterans on them, ripped apart the bikes, and then made the charge and tied up the biker and then piled into one of the Torox Primes. The, that, we have an image. It looks like a ice cream tr truck on a hot <laughs> summer day. All these kid cultists <laughs> swarming in, like it is jumping hilarious. over, they're piling over each other because it's on a hill. It was the greatest thing I ever saw. Yeah, and, and the greatest thing too is that it was like an ice map too. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like an ice hill or whatever. Oh, it was, just, it was full of irony. It was, it was a great. hot cocoa yeah, truck. That's right, it was a hot cocoa truck. So anyway, so I get my cultists and I, I get them to pile in as best I can and I do the thing where you, and if you don't know this, when you charge, end that half inch away. Because then you're within an inch, but when you go to pile in, the guys can pile in towards the closest enemy model up to three inches. So I would scoot them all the way around the bike and then end in base contact. So I could get that loop and just single file line, shoot them around the corner. But it wasn't far enough that I could get them to land into contact with the Torox on the other side. Mm -hmm. But I was like, it's okay. I've got them basically in a giant like half Q, right? I've almost wrapped them around all the way. And I do my attacks, and I actually got two or three wounds through the, the librarian. Oh, wow. I was like, my guys are like strength three, your toughness five. What's going on here? They're one attack. They don't even have the extra close combat weapon. It was just lucky rolls, right? So it gets into their first turn, and I realize it afterwards that his his biker is literally base-to-base -base contact with the butt bumper of his Torox. So the Torox falls back, drives away, and now there's a three-inch gap that is perfect to fit his librarian. So he falls back, driving out the same way that the Torox fit. So I was like, whatever, I slowed him down for a turn. They can't shoot with one of the Toroxes. All he can do is cast psychic powers, which he pretty much drove away from anything that he was going to smite or might of heroes. He ended up mighting, you know, doing the might of heroes on himself later on in the game. So I realized what he was doing for that. 
But it was a really interesting tie-up because I created this speed bump that just hindered basically three units. It made them useless. And then because of that, when he fell back, he had the other two Toroxes just unload into my cultists. And I'm like, hats off to you. I was going to let him die anyway. Like, I didn't need him. You just took the bait and ran with it. And it was perfect. After having played four games, I know how this is supposed to go. And you're doing exactly what I needed you to do. And that was, that was so cool. And, like, their list was, like, built perfectly for my Blight Haulers. Because the Blight Hauler has... Melta, so I'm going against armor. It has a uh, missile launcher, so I can go against armor, and you know I can make it a frag. And I also have that 12 inch uh, bile spurt yep. assault weapon. Plus, I mean the assault capabilities of a blight hauler mm -hmm. isn't the greatest, yeah. but it's minus two AP, three attacks each, and it gives me extra movement. So just like the combinations of the units of uh, my opponents mm -hmm. with what I had was just like max effectiveness. Cause I was yeah. like, uh, Melta on these guys, I'm going to, you know, burn mm -hmm. your, your space Marines. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to charge you mm -hmm. wipe them, move three inches. It was like the well, best game that the, the blight haulers had. Cause yeah. they just like all their weapons were just max maximum. Effect yeah. Well, so here's the thing you're leaving out. So he drops the Tempest of Scions on our far right flank. So your frag missiles are wounding them on threes. Mm. So you go, here's 3d6 frag missiles into this one unit and just ripped them Goodbye. apart. They were gone. Yeah. He parked the multi melters into the farthest away, um, uh, uh, no, no, the uh, Razorback. Oh, yeah. Blew that up, killed two guys that were inside of it out of the six, and then they consolidated out. And when you charge, you charge the Torox to your left and the Razorback to your front. Yeah. So that if, regardless of how you got it, if you got the distance, you could pile into both and lock them up. And those Blade Haulers' bases miles, are man. big. You can get a lot of units tied up with three models. I've yeah. never seen it before. And you're the one that brought that up. You're yeah. like, charge this guy and this one. And they were like nine inches apart. And I was like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Keep drinking, Ian. Like, and then he explained it to me. I was like, holy smokes. You're, you're like a genius. <laughs> you're like a Warhammer god. And I, it I appreciate that. But no, I'm not a god. I just know that that, that that extra movement you can get from the charge and that three-inch pile-in, it doesn't sound like much. But man, as long as you can touch them, they can't shoot. Yeah. And that's huge. Yep. So now he's got a Razorback in combat with your Mythetic Bite Haulers that are, what's their toughness? Uh, seven. And how many wounds do they have each? Eight. Okay, and what's their save? Uh, they, well, they have a three, and then yeah, they have you, a five-up demon that. save, <laughs> and then they have a feel no pain. It's that feel no pain that you rock every single time. They're so nasty. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he goes in and deals with that, but on their turn one, they're like, all right. So they ask me a bunch of questions about my Leviathan. What's its range? You know, all this. And I go, oh, by the way, the Leviathan has the Helldrew keyword because of the fact. So if you're more than 12 inches away, he's minus one to hit at toughness eight with a two-up save. And they go, all right, there's the answer. So they take their uh, Storm Raven gunship and fly it across the table. And rather than landing at 11 inches away or 9 inches away, they park it at like 3 inches away from my Leviathan. I'm like, okay, you do what you're going to do. And he goes, I'm going to shoot everything into the Leviathan. And the guy slams his hand on his chest and he goes, no, you got to kill the cultists that are next to him because their objective secured. And he goes, okay, I'll use the hurricane bolters on him. And I was like... 
okay, you're definitely not going to kill my Leviathan now. And sure enough, he butchers the cultists. They're gone. So be it. And then he does enough wounds to my Leviathan to keep him in his top bracket. So he's still hitting on twos. He's still moving eight inches. Yes. Which that eight inch movement got us another two. Oh, I'll get there. I'll get there. Sorry. I'll pump my brakes. <laughs> so, so then it's our turn again. I go, okay, so if I'm shooting at the flyer, I'm minus one to hit. So I'll prescience him to get that plus one to hit. And I'm just going to vaporize this thing, right? So I go over, I do my prescience, I get it off. He gets his plus one to hit. And I think I ended up warp timing your, your blight, your I fetid think, bloat drone at that point. I forget. No, you, our Something psychic failed. phase, we did not have a successful Yeah, the only thing phase. I got off was the, the prescience the, that time. And the warp uh, time in the first turn. Other than that, our psychic was not happening. Yeah, that's right. It was pretty lackluster, actually. But I got off the one that I needed to, and I go, okay. So I don't have my rerolls to one because my lord is way over there. I've just got to wing it. I roll for my 2d3. I get the five. I go to hit. And he goes, don't forget your minus one. And I'm like, I prescience. So that cancels out. And I hit on twos. And I hit with all five. And I'm like... That's 30 damage at negative five. And he's like, wait, what's the negative? And I'm like, I'm sorry. It's a graph flux bombard. I pull up the sheet. I hand it to him. He goes, well, I guess I'm just going to pull it. I'm like, we'll roll for the explosion first, see if it blows up. It didn't. But it was just, they, whoa, he but, was shocked. But even I was like, negative five? <laughs> Check that. Dude, it is strength, strength nine, negative five. And if it targets a vehicle a monstrous creature or titanic keyword it gains it does a flat five damage oh instead of two you're dirty dude like, that's nasty we thought chris was nasty yeah, yeah. okay and i am so nasty so here's, here's the funny part i didn't even get a chance to shoot with the hell flamers that were underneath it they just it just did it with those two guns so yeah it does that a lot so so it uh, now so at this point i go in my personal opinion, I think that the Leviathan from Chaos Space Marines or the Heretic Astartes with this loadout is undercosted. This is my personal oh, opinion. Yes. I've been playing with it. I've seen it a few times. I would still gladly take this thing at 400 points. It's only 339 decked out this way. And bear in mind, I can give it the Marcus Lanesh. I can give it a five up feel no pain with the life flagonies. I can warp time it. I, I mean, there's just, it's it goes on and on yeah. and on. Right? Well, it's, it's the cross between the two. That's where the problem comes yes. in. So then it's our turn three, and they're actually really starting to take our far right flank because they have so many scions over there. Mm -hmm. You have two units of plague marines. One has been tied up by Cobra Kai <laughs> over there. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Good God. Cobra Commander. <laughs> and then he's got two units of six regular troop squads that are up in the front, but they're kind of terrorizing my bikers. And then he's got the plasma squad. And Am I rhino? Okay. A rhino with... <laughs> Two combat bolters is DACA machine. It's, Dude. It was like my favorite unit, and I was always so sad when they blew it up. Yeah. Like when they would shoot at my Rhino first turn, I was furious. <laughs> I was like, no, shoot at the blade hauler. Shoot at anything. Leave my Rhino alone. Yeah. So, so, Chris, now what did you learn about the Rhino, though? Because it was something you kept trying to do, and I pushed Ooh. you away from it. Ooh. I know it's something important. It sure is. <laughs> I remember learning it. Uh -huh. I just don't know it now. Okay, okay. So I'll give it to you again, all right? So what you tried to do is you're like, oh, I've got 24-inch range on my Storm Bolter, so I'm going to shoot one over here and one over here. And I was like, stop. Put both of them into this unit. Just rip them apart. You're like, oh, but they've got like three guys left. I'm like, just guarantee the kill. Focus fire. I don't care what it was. And you ended up 
you ended up not even killing like the one unit. Like you got him down to one model left or whatever, but then he failed the morale and ran away. And it worked out in the end. But you were trying real hard to throw two into the the combat or the command squad that had four plasma guns or what do you know? I feel like there was a better lesson because that's not a good lesson. <laughs> <laughs> like that lesson sucks. I knew that before. I was just being like confident. Well, the other thing too is that you were trying to keep it towards the back and you didn't want to move it up. And I was like, if you move it up, you're within 12 and you're doing four shots per gun. We were doing some charging thing with it and like... Well, yeah, that was later on. I ended up having you charge the, the command squad first to soak the overwatch. I chose to charge it myself. Ian didn't have me do anything. He is 100% correct. He did do that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Ian, like, ran my army. Uh, <laughs> Chris actually wasn't even there for most of the game. I just made dice rolls. I didn't want to deal with Ian anyways. <laughs> he did great. It was awesome. But the next turn, they retaliated with the three, the four targets oxes that they had left so the one had come around the corner at this point you had put some serious hurt on him because you had knocked the one down i think it only had like two or three wounds left on it right so he charges it up the field to try to get it towards our objective and puts him within range of my leviathan again whatever man like at this point i'm just like let's just move along and he puts one on the other side of the hill or he's trying to go around it. he's trying to get it into line breaker so he puts it on top of the hill so it's very easy to see and then the other one is the one that he parked close to the building that you ended up charred multi-assaulting into to help secure you that distance mm -hmm. right so it's our next turn. I move my sorcerer over. I move the Leviathan in and then I warp time it and put him like two inches away from the Torox that's in front of me, but put me within 18 of the one that was downrange on the hill. And Chris, you're like, oh, well, I'll use my, what were the, the, the cannons off of your fetid blow drone? Oh, they just, the, my, the plague spitters. Yeah. So you were trying to shoot him into that. And I was like, don't worry about it. It's only got a couple of wounds left. I'll hit it with the hell flamers and kill it off that oh, way. Oh, yeah. So then you ended up going around the other way. You put some hurt on the other Torox and you were going to charge, try to charge into it to get over it because you had fly. There was a bunch of good charges from my vehicles that Dude. were more effective shooting, but at that moment it was key to charge them yes. so they couldn't shoot us. Exactly. So. so I get a lot of people that are like, oh, I hate this edition because close combat doesn't do what it used to do anymore. And the thing that you got to learn is, is that when you charge something, it almost always does not shoot the next turn. Mm -hmm. And that slows it down and is really, really important. You're sacrificing your shooting, your Sometimes. weaker shooting, Sometimes. to take away their stronger shooting. Yeah. And I think that's like another yeah. game mechanic you need to think of. So, like, so so here, let's think about this. Let's do some math real fast. Your two plague spitters, how many shots do they get? D 2d6. So average of seven, right? Yeah, and auto then, hits. And they're auto hits because they're flamers and they're strength based on its strength, right? So strength six. So strength six and then negative... Uh, negative one, okay. but reroll failed wounds of one. Because it's a plague weapon, yep. right? So you're going to do some damage there. You're not going to, you know, kill 20 cultists. It, it, you know, like if I was... Opposed to shooting cultists with the flamer, of course I would shoot it with the plague spitter. Yeah. Opposed to charging something, right. you know, like shooting an armor with my plague yeah. spitter. But instead, by charging the Torox Prime, you stopped both of the Gatling. So that's 20 shots from that. Right, exactly. You stopped both the Twin Link 
Uh, 20 at least because they're getting another hit. And all the sixes that they got extra to hit. So you shut down a whole gunboat by one assault. Yep, exactly. And that was so huge. So you go and do that. I go, I'm going to put my Hellflamers into this one here. I'm going to shoot my Graflux down there. The Hellflamers torch the Torox in front of me. The Graflux roll another five, get another five hits, and annihilate that Torox over there. And I tied up units. And you tied up three (laughs) units with one unit of three Blight Haulers. I uh, tied up those units really good. <laughs> You're the man, Chris. So, Thanks, guys. So I'm not going to stress enough how important it was that you did that because if yeah. you didn't, that left my bikers open for shooting. That left my Leviathan open to shooting. And it gave my army a, a brand new name, the Sacrificial Lambs. <laughs> <laughs> More like the tar pit, but <laughs> yeah, sure. either works. Um, so at this point, we've got a couple of models left on the far right flank because we've got your plague Marines that are still doing okay. Yeah, two units, plague Marines, yep. rhinos over there. My, uh, play haulers are kind of in the center, yep. but up towards in their deployment yep. zone. Pushing that was hard. about it. Yeah. And my sorcerer was in the center yep. doing its thing. And at this point, I don't remember what I even did with my chaos Lord, but I had lost him. I had, I think four bikes left and I go to charge in and, um, Chris, what's the one thing that our army both does in close uh, combat? Uh, we, uh, death to the false emperor, which I reminded you of. Four times. You reminded me four times at least, and yeah. I never once did it. And I, I, I reminded oh. him four times. But when I was in close combat the four times, I forgot it. <laughs> Why weren't you reminding me? Ian? Because I couldn't remember it myself. So, so here's let's add some insult to injury here. My chaos bikers, I gave them all chain swords, and one of them took the icon of excess. So they actually get death of the false emperor on fives uh, and sixes. Oh, that was whatever, man. We, we want it, so. Uh. <laughs> So that that's right. So in the end, it gets down. I've got my Leviathan that has now walked across the table, is on the far left side, ends up killing a third Torox Prime, and falls back onto an objective scoring, I think it was, what do they were, six points apiece? Or four points. Scoring four points. Yeah. Um, and then you had just owned that front and center, and at the very end, they had one Torox left. We roll to go on to turn six. They roll like a three. So we're keeping on. Yep, so he just falls out, and at that point, he's like, you know what, we're going to call it. No, it was like, you guys want to go on? Well, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. He's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. So, and it, it was a really, really good game. It was a scrappy fight. You it know? was, like, I never felt like we were winning. No, so like the only time that I think things just went our way was when I got my combo off on the Leviathan and pulled your, your mythetic blight hauler. They were rolling so bad. Yeah. They were rolling so bad. Yeah. And I, it was like, they were rolling so bad that you don't even comment on, on it. (laughs) You, you made it to combat, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. And then, uh, so at the end of it, we tallied it and that was the one that actually had a max of 50 points and we got full 50 points in that one. And, fantastic players all around. I have no complaints whatsoever, and I would absolutely play those guys again. Ninth place, Purge the Alien Hybrid. Yeah. And what was it, 54th overall? 56th 56th That's overall. really good, though. Yeah, like, there was, what, 130 teams? Yeah. So a little above 50%. I feel pretty good yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. And I had, like, so much fun. Like, I feel like the team, like, I played, you know, single tournaments, but the team tournament, I had... So much fun in. Yes. Oh, you know, yeah. wow. The I, team tournament I have had the most fun in every single time. It's a different game. It entirely. is. It's a game within a game within yeah. three other people's yeah. games. Yeah. You know? And, you know, even though we didn't have any 
uh, metal mm-hmm. uh, ribbons, like yeah. uh, or two of them, Jeff Crawley. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I feel like I went home a champion because I had so much fun, and yeah. it was like the best 40k mm-hmm. I've ever done. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And that's why it's so huge, right? It's the biggest 40k event in the country. And I hate tournaments. And yeah. I had so much. It's fun. not even a tournament. Really. I mean, I it def- is, but yeah. it's it's a party. Like I yeah, I don't want to miss. Oh, it was a party. Yeah, it it's was. A party. <laughs> yeah. I I I don't want to miss another Adepticon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So you will definitely see us back there. Yeah. We'll be rocking it. So we'll go. We'll fifty fifth place. Yeah. 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 Move up a slot. That's all right. That's right. And that's yeah. uh that's all we're going for. Right? Actually, I will say this. So Josh, Sean, myself, and Rigel, we played the year prior. Yeah. So if you if you look up any of the old photos from Adepticon, you can see us in it a bunch because we've got our big bowling shirts oh, on man. with the gold Chaos Team mm-hmm. Chaos. What, what was it? Lost in the Dam. So cave display. Yeah. So that that was our first year. I think we did okay, but comparatively speaking, we jumped a lot. Yeah. So I wish I could kind of go back and look at the tally. I guess what's the factor in that? Uh, It's me. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So nasty. He's so So nasty. nasty. What's even more awesome about last year is when we decided to start first healing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking after the Adepticon team tournament. We're like, you know what? It's like during the award ceremony. Yep. Like, we should do something. Yep. Yeah. So so, it was within a month. Yeah, it was born. We all hashed it out, so... And that's I begged cool. to get in. That's it. You, you, you did. You groveled, man. Groveled. <laughs> it was pretty pathetic. It was sad. Lie. You know, I lost a lot of respect for these guys for Your accepting me. <laughs> you know, it was it was Sean the one that let you in. It was, I know it. <laughs> Just saying. The guy, we, the, the two people that don't get along. Love you. A lot. Love you too. All man. right. So, guys, final thoughts on Adepticon. What do we got? 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10? Yep. Yeah, amazing yeah. event. This is my third year going to it, not consecutive, but I would go back every single year. And yeah. Shout out to Team Bad Decisions. Nick yeah, and his team yes. winning best, uh, what was it, best heretics? Best heretics. They so crushed it. They had an amazing display board that they were really pushing for. I'm talking it was a full body bag morgue. Oh. They had to rent a trailer to even get the display there. it there. barely fit. It and barely it. fit. <laughs> And uh, so when they didn't win best display, I saw them just kind of like, oh, it was so bad. But they got best team heretics. Yeah. And those guys are awesome. Well deserved. Well deserved. Yeah. So we'll have to play them next year. I was hoping we'd play them this year. Yeah. I don't want to play them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. So, yeah. Final thoughts for you guys? Uh, My final thought is. Go to AdeptCon, even if you're not a tournament player. Go mm-hmm. there for a couple days, one day. Check it out. It's awesome. It's it mind-blowing. It I was know. a vacation. And it's it's really, like, I had to adapt back to normal life after <laughs> AdeptCon. It's Gosh, so overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, but I had a lot of fun. I had fun hanging out with you bums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I absolutely agree. Um, I 10 out of 10, if I can't give it an 11. Um, and it's and this year, I, I packed in a lot of extra stuff. I will absolutely not regret that. May have spent a little too much, but <clears throat> that's besides the point. I can make that back up. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, I, I honestly, I want to do it again. I want to do maybe two teams of Purge yeah, the Alien. Yeah, boy. 
At least, maybe. We need to purge the alien. We need to pur- or a burn the heretic. And we need to <laughs> cleanse the mutant. Is that good? <laughs> we'll work on the names. Yeah, but, it's a working title. But, but something I did want to mention um, that we, we did. So there's a lot of themed armies here. So this year, our theme was hybrid. And the storyline is to it is that these battles are the precursor to our Wake of Chaos campaign. Now, if you guys have been following us, we've been talking about it a lot. But coming up, we're actually going to start filming it beginning of April. So stay tuned. We'll actually have a narrative thing that you can watch. And I think that'll be pretty cool. So, uh, Spoiler, Death Guard's going to win. <laughs> spoiler! <laughs> yeah. I like Chris said, if you're even not a tournament player playing the friendly. Oh, yeah. I played those guys that run the friendly. I played in it last year. They are awesome. Yes. Yeah. They make it so much fun. You know, the missions are just crazy. They just, I mean, they, they just throw the competitiveness out the window. They you do. just have fun. It's, even, it's a blast. Yeah, just go. I saw Duncan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I saw him. I, I seen him. The Duncan. I didn't talk to him. <laughs> I didn't yeah. work up the courage. But, you know, you see a lot of, like, the top. You know, podcasters and people mm-hmm. there. It's mm-hmm. really kind of surreal. You know, you're seeing the guys from Spiky Bits and Long War oh, yeah. and, you know, Mini Wargaming. And uh, some shameless shout outs, but we bumped into a lot of people oh, that were there. Um, we ran into Lee Gaddis from Gaddis Gaming. Lee! Yeah, we're this tabletoppers, man. That was cool. Um, we made some new friends with the guys at Creature Caster. Oh, uh, those models are gorgeous. I picked up too many. Um, and then we actually ran into a really cool painting studio. So the game that me and Chris played round two, their girlfriend, I believe it was, correct me if I'm wrong, but she actually does a painting service, The Painting Heretic, where she'll do paid commissions to, to paint them up. So you can actually, you can look her up. We're like, we're checking out her business card right now, but, uh, the painting heretic at gmail.com. Uh, you can check them out on Facebook as well. So she was super cool. Their armies were painted by her for the most part. It sounded like, yeah. And it was, yeah, there was, she did a good job. Shout out to everybody that runs Adepticon. Absolutely. They do an absolutely amazing job. The individuals that run the team yep. tournament, the judges were awesome. We yep. ran into one of the judges at the end that created the scenarios. Yep. He, awesome. he was super chill. Yeah, he was very <laughs> he chill. He was so chill. Like, he, like, sat down and, like, didn't even <laughs> care about anything that was no. going on. And uh, the other thing I will say, too, is that I know last year they had a hard time cleaning up everything. There were a lot of people that yeah. helped clean up this year. The community is awesome. Yeah, and it, and it we broke down that room fast. Super yeah. fast. Yeah. Even Super the guys running fast. it were like, dude, we're way ahead. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that was – thank you for helping out. We helped out. Um, and as a benefit, they said they might email us early access tickets for next year. So super remember cool. that next year when you can't get the early access tickets mm-hmm. yeah, clean up this year. That's right. Anything else? I think that's it. I think that's it. That wraps it up. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Purge the Alien where we did our 2018 coverage of Adepticon. Going forward, I think we're going to switch our podcast format over to a monthly format so we can try to actually get them out to you. Um, please tell us what you think of this one. Yeah, totally. There we go. All right, guys. Uh, I'm Ian. Sean. Josh. Chris. And hopefully we'll get some more guys in here so we can do some interviews and stuff like that. But we'll see you next time. Remember, purge the alien. Purge it.